Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to Virtual Strangers 104. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots 104. Man, sometimes I, I just say the number without thinking about it, but then there's days like today where I actually think about how long 104 weeks are, and it kind of blows me away. That's well, exactly two years exactly two years and uh exactly what's weird is we had a couple right yeah we've had a couple of weeks where we didn't do stuff or we had some time you know around the uh the end of the year shows and stuff so it's been well over two years and you can tell by the spit and polish on this show now you know it's it's one of those things that uh it doesn't matter what's going on in my life i look forward to uh, doing the show talking about vr the world could fall apart and go on fire wes and it is um uh, but i'm still gonna enjoy vr and uh it's like somebody said in the um Wolver, was it Wolf? Wolveraza in the uh, Discord, man. You know, he just basically said that no matter how bad the world gets, as VR aficionados um, and veterans or even newbies, we have an escape and uh, we need it now. And I love it. So, yeah, I think Mike uh, actually picked the, the perfect channel name, right? With the VR Oasis, because <laughs> that's very much what, what this is. Not only the games, but this show and this community for me is kind of like the oasis and uh besides that it, it's a uh, you know it's an interesting time stamp you know i anytime i want to to get a, a big picture view of how fast things are changing and how profound an impact any certain thing has had on the industry i can just go back through my my show notes and it, it's it's a very interesting read so uh yeah man uh, i mean the times there are changing they're changing quickly and uh you know the the virtual strangers program the news program is, is always a good marker for uh all of these seismic events that we seem to have on a weekly uh weekly basis these days yeah yeah it's out of control and it's crazy and i love it uh, it's the one thing in uh, my life that i enjoy is where vr is going and uh, it's an exciting time for sure yeah where vr is going is exciting because we're starting to see now the first little vestiges of what I think is going to be um, a fairly significant competitive spirit between the, uh, the the major players in VR. And when I say the major players in VR, I mean Facebook and Sony. Because I've often said that I don't really look, I don't think Sony looks at Facebook so much as uh, a competitor because they do so much other stuff besides just vr vr is just one of many things that they're doing but it's becoming more and more clear that facebook absolutely sees sony as a competitor that they reference them often and, and many times it's in statements to the effect of we like to see the other guys uh do well because it allows our developers to make some extra money. You, you see these types of statements more and more from people like Jason Rubin. Um, but beyond that, I mean, we had the, the, the Capcom showcase recently and we talked about the significance of Facebook, um, you know, taking the, the center stage on that with their Resident Evil 4 announcement. And then this past week, we had uh, the Facebook shareholders call 
and uh, Zuckerberg making some comments about VR like he often does. Only this time he made a, a fairly specific comment uh, about how some other products uh, may be hitting the marketplace pretty soon, uh, but he don't think that the consumer demand is going to be there because there's going to be, quote, a cable. And, I, you know, I think it was funny how he tiptoed around it. We all know what he was talking about, right? He's talking about PlayStation VR 2, the recently, uh, you know, revealed, uh, I guess, PlayStation VR 2 and, and uh, the fairly, um, I don't know, uh, significant comments from Jim Ryan that it wasn't going to be wireless, that it was going to have a single wire. And apparently Zuck's, banking on that being a deal breaker for uh consumers i i don't think he realizes that's not a deal breaker not if you have a superior system um i mean pcvr people will tell you that right off the bat it is um the one thing that quest has even if you are or you know if it was wired if you are wired is the simplicity of getting into the the ui right and opening stuff up even when you're connected um it's a lot easier than say uh you know going to your pcvr and doing it um at least I think so. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Quest is an interesting, um, an interesting case study, right. And what, it, what it's going to take for VR to break through because it is making so much headway with the mainstream audience. And I, I, I don't think that wireless is an insignificant part of that at all. I, I think wireless is actually a fairly big deal, but it's not the main driver here. I think the main driver here is, uh, you know, pricing, accessibility. It's the first time VR has ever been affordable. And I think that that kind of has a lot to do with its popularity. And I think as long as Sony delivers a product that's affordable, that, and, you know, and of course supports it with the kind of games that we know that they're capable of putting out. Uh, I don't think they're going to have any issue whatsoever selling those headsets. I think that's the that's the main thing. What you just said there is, it, to me, is bigger than almost anything else. Is content is king, and I was just talking to Mash about that before the show. Um, you know, I am so myself as a person that's been in VR for three years. I am so over going into a game and looking at my hands and looking around and flipping a lever and and um all the generic bullshit that we've had for three years i want gameplay i want gameplay loop i want i want you know i want everything that's in the triple a game um you know like even the the psv vr or the playstation 5 games that are coming out the new ones one in particular is the gameplay i've heard is so amazing you know that's what i want in vr i could give a fuck about how good it looks i i keep going back to lone echo and the fetch quests it looked amazing boring as hell to me um awesome today it sucks back then it was awesome and uh, that's my opinion you guys might hate me for it but that's how i feel i i'm just i'm just done with the shallow um i want uh, i want the rich amazing gameplay that sony's gonna bring um because they do it every time they know what they're doing when it comes to making games so. yeah i think that uh people you know ourselves included don't fully understand yet um, the kind of experience that Sony's going to uh, be bringing, not only to PlayStation 5 exclusives, but to the PlayStation 5 VR system. Uh, I mean, over the last, what, six to nine months, they've invested over $400 million in Epic Games and Unreal Engine. I mean, they're doing that for a reason. 
uh, the capabilities that this engine is going to bring with it uh, are so profound that, that they promise to have an impact not only on the gaming industry, but the moving making industry as well. That, that, these are the types of uh, things that Unreal Engine 5 is going to do. So when, when you look at the type of games, the next gen Sony VR is going to bring with it. We're talking about new levels of immersion that VR hasn't seen before. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the peripherals, right? That's one of the things that um, that seems like Sony works on, whether it be the new controllers or the uh, the aim control or whatever. Uh, it's something that um, is next level. And uh, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, well, we've talked a lot in recent weeks uh, about haptics, right? Uh, when it comes to like the B haptic suit and people often describe it as a, another layer of immersion in the game. And, and often when we think about haptics uh, and their application in video games, we're, we're thinking about the impact that it has on, on the game's immersiveness. But, you know, I've been playing uh, yesterday. I played a little bit of Returnal, which is really the, the first big sony exclusive for the next generation i mean we had some other games you know spider-man miles morales uh you know the, the uh, demon souls but these games were were remakes of older games they weren't full-fledged exclusives built around the new capability of the hardware returnal is and they're using haptics in this game in a, a different manner than I've ever seen them used before. Sure, it, it, it does make the, the profound impact on the game's immersiveness that we all expected it to. But what I wasn't expecting was the use of haptics in a way that affects the gameplay. So what I mean by this, and I posted a, a great video that uh, the, the artist formerly known as PSVR Frank just put up on his channel, the game show that, that describes this perfectly, but the haptics in this game, um, they're, they're not only used to, uh, you know, immerse you in the game, but you use the haptics as you play the game. So for example, as you uh, approach certain enemies, uh, you'll feel their presence in the controller or certain uh environmental hazards you know remember we're, we're on a hostile alien you know landscape here uh, there are environmental hazards and as you you know get in closer proximity to those you'll feel it uh, in the controller and i don't just mean you'll feel vibrations i mean each specific thing will have its own specific feeling and um you know another example is in the gunplay you know, each gun has a, a straight firing mode and an alternate firing mode. And the alternate firing mode generally being something more destructive, like, you know, heat-seeking missiles or some kind of energy attack. But um, when you use the alternate firing mode, you have to let the gun cool and recharge. Uh, and the way that you know that your gun is recharged and ready to use again, typically you'd, you would know by looking at some kind of meter on the screen not here the way you know here is you feel it in the controller when the gun's ready to use again the haptics change and you know your gun's ready to use again it's next level use like this uh in these haptics which we already have been confirmed to be in the next gen 
you know, VR controller from Sony. It's this type of stuff that's really going to make a big difference when uh, we move away from the flat screen and into the headset. Oh, I'm excited now, for sure. Well, we know this is going to be next level, like you said, um, for the PC VR or you know, PSVR games. You know, I was saying in the Discord the other day, you know, maybe these will be the controllers that we were hoping to get in the index controllers. Because that, you know, if people don't realize, or maybe you're new to VR, like when they announced um, the Knuckles controllers, is what they were called, like that's what people wanted. Like that, I mean, it was everything i wanted the knuckles man and then after they came out and they had so many issues and i'm not saying they're not good um they're just not what we thought they were like they were supposed to be the holy grail of controllers and uh i think i think sony's got the holy grail of controllers coming out for uh playstation vr2 and uh it makes me psyched to see what's but gonna bro you can crush the cans bro oh that's right you can crush the cans and you can flip people off that's i mean who doesn't want to flip people off that's Until... what vr is all about you can also flip off the uh, the thumbstick, apparently. If you flip it too hard, it'll break <laughs> right off. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, dude. You know, and it's funny, too, because we hear a lot of a lot of, um, a lot lot of of stuff about a lot of faulty products, but I never really hear the index people talk about that anymore. It's like they just kind of brush it away, like, under the rug. You know what I mean? Look at this amazing like, system, but let's not talk about the controller. Shh, go to Reddit. About. They're talking about it on Reddit, bro. I okay. promise you that. That's true. That's true. Well, I know it got one of the best Ranthony rants I've ever heard. Um, that was a good one. And uh, it, I mean, it, I don't know, man. It's it's just weird. It's a weird time. For it, it is indeed. Um, you know, but but back to Returnal for a minute. You know, it's interesting. The, the way you kind of sold me on Crashland is by, uh, or one of the ways anyway, that you sold me on Crashland is by pointing out the similarities that the game has with Farpoint, which is one of my favorite games ever. And, uh, you know, when I saw the promo material for Returnal, Farpoint's really what came to my mind. It looked like a Farpoint sequel to me, which was great. But, you know, as it, it was interesting as I started playing it, I got to thinking, Roots, this is the concept of Returnal. Uh, you crash land on uh, an alien planet, and you, you're trying, basically, to escape. Um, you go through these sequences and the more you play, the more you unlock, the better abilities unlock, the better guns unlock. And then you die and you start all over again by crashing into the alien planet and doing the same thing. Only this time you have new abilities, you have better guns and lather, rinse and repeat. Where have we heard this before? Yeah, well, it sounds it sounds very very similar to Crashland. Um, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, you've been playing this game now for two hours. What are the animations like compared to Crashland? Because I know that animation, oh. the dude is like, dude, go ahead. Yeah, it, it's not comparable on on any kind of technical level. Uh, obviously, one being a VR game and the other being a, a flat game. But it, it, I would say that like, if Crashland came out twenty years ago. And uh, every two years, we got a next-gen sequel. Returnal is like Crashland 10. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. It, it's almost photo real on, on the screen. Uh, the, the animations, the, the graphics, the sound. Uh, again, we already talked about the next-generation haptics. Uh, it's an amazing feat in gaming technology. Now, with that said, 
uh, it's still flat. It's still flat. And I find it easier, you know, even with this big HDR 4K panel in front of my face, I find it it's easier to see things and judge things in VR with that when you have that true depth and that real up close view. Uh, I'd rather uh, if I have my druthers play a game that has PS3 era graphics, but it be in VR than have something be perfectly photo real on a flat panel. Uh, VR makes that big of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, and that's the thing, even a PlayStation 3 in the VR um, graphics would still look better than on a screen because you're in there. And then um, and as long as the gameplay is, is good, I could care less. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would rather play a, a, a shitty looking game that is amazing. The gameplay is amazing in VR than the other way around. Um, that's just where I'm leaning now these days. So. Well, that's that's where uh, that's where this game uh, excels. And yes, it is beautiful. It is photo real. Th these next gen games are like playing a movie, man. It's like literally playing in a movie. But uh, what makes Returnal so good is is the gameplay loop. It's the um, it, it's so fast paced and in you know it's a third person game mostly. There are some first person sequences, but it's a third person game mostly with a very very compelling story. But the, the gameplay, it's so fast paced and the locomotion controls are, are so fast yet so precise that when you get a little bit of experience, it just feels so good to play. And uh, we've talked about it before, like flat games are different, like play, playing a VR game, it, it's such a, a stimulating experience that, you know, even the best, most polished VR games, you know, if I'm in it for two hours, three hours, I'm done. I've got to have a break. Uh, that's not the case with these flat games, man. If you get something with an addictive gameplay loop like this, I mean, I could play it all day and, and not have to take a break. Yeah, it's just comfortable. You're sitting back. You don't have something on your face. Your eyes aren't straining as much. You're just, uh, it's not hot. There's just a, a lot of things. And, you know, a lot of these games, we at least, uh, you know, most people or a lot of people stand up, you know. Um, if you're standing, that's gonna that's gonna affect it as well. Um, but you're right. If there's something draining about it, and it's I think it's a lot of things. A, a lot of it is the uh, being overwhelmed with all the sim stimulation. But I, I still submit that our eyes, um, even though we can not get sick, I don't think they're the 90 frames is quite enough. Like if they could, you know, double it, which I don't think that they're going to be doing that. But say you get a hundred, I mean, there's going to be a point where it's going to be less taxing on your body, less taxing on your eyes. It's going to feel more comfortable. Um, and, uh, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. yeah. Playing VR is like, uh, it's like being with a lady, right? It's, it's the best feeling in the world, but man, once you hit that few hour mark, you know, it's time to take a break. We need a sandwich and a nap, right? <laughs> water. Uh, but playing, playing flat guys, Flat games, rather, is kind of like hanging out with the boys. Like, it's not quite the same as hanging out with the lady, thankfully, for most of us anyway. <laughs> it's not quite the same as hanging out with the lady, but, uh, you know, it's still a good time in its own right. And, uh, you know, you could spend days with the guys and not even think about it. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I, I think multiplayer, you know, that's one of the things that I enjoy the most about, um, like escape from Tarkov is just hanging out with Jim and mash and radio run and, you know, for several hours joking around playing, whatever the camaraderie. Right. Um, I think, uh, there's a lot to that as well, but uh, you know, just hanging out with your friends. And so, uh, cool. 
Yeah, Sion uh, making uh, some sarcastic uh, comments about Edge of Nowhere, but clarifying it in the end, just so that everyone knows that the Edge of Nowhere is awesome. And it, it really is. Actually, Edge of Nowhere was kind of on my, my list of hopes and dreams for uh, PlayStation VR, because I do think that uh, the Sony headset could run that game. And now that Sony owns Insomniac, I mean, they, they bought that catalog, right? So uh, you'd think that it's at least a possibility that we could see that game come to PlayStation VR. I'd love to see a sequel or a similar game of some sort. I don't know how they would make a sequel, but I guess the way that they did it, they probably could. Because uh, I didn't know what the hell was going on in that game. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you don't know what's real, what's not real. Things are happening. Um, I, was just, I agree with Sign. An amazing game. If you haven't played it, definitely worth uh, checking out for sure. Yeah, it's one of those that I, I should go back now on the next-gen stuff and look at it. It's been such a while since I, I played it, and there's just so much new stuff that I really can't go back and enjoy the old stuff like I'd really like to, you know? Yeah, G2 it. You know, that's one of the things that we've we've kind of alluded a little bit to in the, in the last few episodes. We've made comments here or there, um, but I will definitively say my experience as well from what you've said uh, with Revive has been, I, like, it's phenomenal. Like, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I used to think that you had a disadvantage by having a, a Steam headset if you were going to play Oculus exclusives. But um, my experience, I haven't seen a, a difference, you know, and as far as, um, I mean, granted, I'm still using the, uh, um, the Quest too. But, you know, playing a Quest uh, Oculus game um, from Steam VR with, or, or however I ended up doing it through Revive, right? Um, it played flawless. So I was surprised yeah yeah i've never had an issue with revive now i'm sure it's it's like anything else it's like virtual desktop or anything you're going to come across a game here and there at some point that doesn't do exactly what it's supposed to uh but i haven't found that game yet everything i've tried in revive has worked flawlessly and uh w with regards to the g2 um it was when i tried vnvr adventure through revive that i really uh that's when I decided I'm keeping it, you know, it was just so beautiful looking and it ran so well. I was like, you know, I, this thing is awesome. I can't, I can't get rid of it. And then uh, lone echo, lone echo in the G2. Incredible, incredible. Um, so yeah, Re revive's it. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, lots of new stuff to talk about in the news this week. Uh, some interesting uh, some interesting things this week. A lot of uh, new ideas and concepts coming to, to familiar games uh, in this week's news. And uh, we're, we're getting ready to talk about all that. But before we do that, let's kick it off the way we always do by saying hello to our friends in chat. And uh, we already said hello to our friend Sion. Uh, you know, Sion stopping by for the PlayStation VR talk that he loves so much. And uh, Lipnox is here. Says, funny enough, I play my virtual desktop stuff in 60 FPS to boost the visual quality as opposed to having higher FPS. Yes, everybody has different eyes, right? And everybody notices things and sees things differently. Uh, some people are more um, sensitive to the frame rate than others. I'd like to think that uh, I'm one of these people who, who doesn't really like the difference between 72 and, and 90 is is minimal to me like most of the time i can't tell a difference um but there are other people i mean if you the difference between 80 and 90 is like a big deal to them 
So uh, I, I really think it's just everybody has different eyes. Yeah, I don't. Know. I still think it's weird, you know, because Oculus and everybody. When I came into VR, it was just known it it had to be uh, ninety. You have to have ninety frames, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, you can do 80 and it's got to be eighty or above. Well, you can do seventy-two. Um, so something's happening. Either they're figuring stuff out with technology to to offset it, which is what I believe, or uh, they were wrong all along. So. I think that there's internal uh, debate at Facebook regarding these features. I think really that the the science hasn't changed. They've just moved the line as to what they considered to be acceptable. Like when they first released their products, they have the highest standard. If it's not perfect, then it doesn't go to the public. And then over time, uh, you see people doing things through sideloading and people uh people enjoying these features that oculus keeps locked down and then you have carmack pointing that out saying look look at all these people on side quests using virtual desktop look, look at them using this look at them using that and over time after he browbeats them for long enough they eventually move the line down and uh, allow us to have access to all of these great features man doesn't it make you wish carmack was still there instead of like an he, he really is I, I you know i listened to him have a a conversation uh upload vr published it the other day it was a a, a twitter um not not proper twitter but there's like a twitter spaces or something like that that uh that you can have these types of uh uh you know talks in for lack of a better word audio sessions and uh upload vr recorded a, a conversation between carmack and uh, i think it was bosworth and um they uh it's pretty obvious that that while carmack's not working there on a day-to-day -day basis uh he still has a lot of stroke there with regards to the direction that they take with their uh with their product lines and you know i think it's it's ironic roots because uh, when you talk about the the PCBR community, they all seem, tend to have this reverence for uh, uh, for him. And uh, when you listen to what he actually says and see what he's responsible for, Carmack, I mean, they 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 put Carmack on this pedestal. But the more you listen to what they say, it becomes more and more obvious that he's the one that's responsible for them taking this direction towards standalone and, you know, accessibility and ease of use, lesser features, uh, just, just pick one thing and do it well, instead of doing all of this cutting edge stuff. Uh, the, the very things that the PCBR community hates the, the new direction of Facebook for, it's all Carmack. Like he's the single biggest proponent that has pushed things in this direction and i i find it funny that there's kind of a disconnect there uh, and people haven't recognized this yeah well i just uh my main thing is um i don't want carmack anywhere near ai because uh he's probably going to be um setting skynet up you know at some point i, I some of the m wisest smartest people on the planet i think are going to be responsible for setting up some fucked up ai stuff coming down and uh you know i I do wonder about AI getting out of control. And um, and so I might feel I better if they just had Carmack. You know, it's locked in his office. You can only work on VR. No AI for you, Carmack. So. Yeah, well, I mean, um, 
yeah, I think we all share these these uh, common fears when it comes to this new technology. Um, I, I think that's why we need people like Carmack in there, people oh, like yeah. Elon Musk, because while they're brilliant, I mean, somebody's going to develop the tech anyway. Like somebody's going to do it, whether it's done publicly and above the board, or if it's done privately un, under the uh, undercover, uh, somebody's going to develop the tech. I feel more comfortable though having people that I know uh, aren't evil, <laughs> for lack of a better term, in there working on it. Uh, people that I think that if even if they're not able to stop it, I feel like you know people like Carmack or or Musk would at least blow the whistle on it, like mm. say, "Hey guys, we have a problem here." Um, so yeah, I, I kind of uh, feel a little bit more uh, assured having uh, people like. Carmack, Elon Musk, MC Hammer working mm -hmm. on the uh the AI. And uh, I'm not just saying that, that's true. But um who doesn't uh, want MC yeah. Hammer working on an AI? Um, you know, that and what you're saying is true. I never even really thought about that. Can you imagine like somebody evil being in on like if Gaben decided to 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 <laughs> go into AI, we'd be fucked, man. That dude is evil. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's putting uh, the, the mind readers in, in the index headset as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spry Guy says you can't touch this. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Um, anyway, um, Liz Marwick has joined us in the chat, as has Onakazi. Uh, bro, you're never late. You're always right on time. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're still in the intro, bro. And uh, <laughs> Ray Delator's here. Uh, I think... Ray said something a moment ago I found interesting, but uh, I let it get away from me. So uh, good on you, mate. Members <laughs> uh, in the house. Uh, Greg's VR uh, is in the house. Corporate Zombie uh, Gamer Tag. What's up, friend? Um, Scott Merrill, uh, which uh, Scott said he had to leave. I think he was having uh, internet issues. So. Uh, What's up, Scott? I know you're watching this in the future on replay. So, uh, what's, yeah, up, what's up, bro? How was your Sunday? Yeah, right. Uh, Spry Guy, uh, Tom, Thomas McNostrel. Hey, we haven't seen you for a while, buddy. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Diz the Game Cat uh, in the house. We have a pretty good crew here. Lincoln Clay, Greg's VR. Uh, quite, a, quite a cast of characters showing up for the big show. Yeah, all the best people. Only one I don't see there that I can think of is gamer chick but i'm sure she's sliding in soon pd and pd gamer chick pd actually there's so many names you know i i say that but there's always people that are right. here all the time right right well didn't uh or was it last week i know tiffany had a birthday or something she had to uh to, that was last week though wasn't it she mm -hmm. like a somebody had in her family had a birthday yeah who doesn't have a birthday you know these days Anyway, uh, lots to talk about this week. Real, really quick off the top here while I've got everybody, uh, everyone's attention, uh, I want to uh, throw a quick programming note out there to the patrons. Uh, so uh, Traveling Man uh, and friends there, if you're watching. Today's um, the day. We mentioned recently uh, that we were considering doing the Money Show live. Uh, I think we're going to give it an attempt tonight. So, uh, you know, nothing's set in stone, but uh, just keep an eye on uh, the Discord. Keep an eye on the Patreon page around 8-ish, 
uh, p.m. Eastern time. That's five Pacific time. And uh, Roots and I are going to try to get together tonight and um, and do a money show. Now, what are we going to play? What are we going to talk about? Well, that is all TBD. <laughs> we don't even but, know yet. Uh, it'll be good as it always is. This concerns you. It says uh, Lipnox says he's a patron and this concerns him. Uh, it's concerning to me as well. I don't know what you're concerned yeah. about, but I'm concerned <laughs> that it's going to be too good and that Wes and I are going to just nail this uh, this money show. That's my concern. Actually, it's not even yeah. a concern. That's uh, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, uh, topic-wise, we generally just kind of fall into whatever we want to talk about anyway. Uh, the real question here is, what are we going to play? There's so many good co-op games uh, that we could jump into. Uh, I'm sure it'll be something on PC, most likely, as uh, it's a bit difficult to stream Quest uh, co-op. So that's going to kind of put the uh to the top episode off for a little while uh but we're we're gonna get around to that one as well too i'm not gonna uh not gonna bail into the top it's too fun yeah absolutely and uh, we still need to cover it anyway because they were gracious enough to give us a copy of the uh um did we did get a copy right the uh quest version i didn't buy no, no i did buy no. that copy huh we, we, we bought that that's one. not gracious yeah. damn it we should have got a freak no actually that's one of those games i don't mind buying it so good right yeah i've bought that game i think three times now three times over happily mm. okay uh, lip Knox clarified he says it's a good concern he's interested okay all right well cool so uh, um yeah lip Knox, one of our more recent uh patrons and if this is something that uh you're interested in doing to, to help support the channel it, it, it is a big deal not only uh the the patreon support but like the super chat support all of this uh income that we've had over the last few months we're spending it now and I can't wait to reveal to you guys what, what we're doing with it. Uh, but it's going to be a real uh, game changer, we believe, for our channel. So uh, big thank you to the patrons. Big thanks to everyone who donates out there. Um, but anyway, if, if this is something that you're interested in doing, there's a link in the description. $3 per month is all that we ask. And uh, it gets you access to our weekly show notes. It gets you the occasional insider update from uh, me when I've got some uh, news I can share. I, I tend to do it. And then uh, and then it gets you access to the money show, which is we'll call it monthly. We don't go on a schedule, but generally once a month, we'll put out a special episode for the patrons. And uh, it's certainly worth your uh, your three dollars monthly. Uh, what we give back, I, I feel like uh, it's good good times and uh good entertainment especially now since we're going to be going live with the money show that's pretty awesome absolutely and we appreciate every single patron and we appreciate everybody like if you don't have money some people don't have money extra money um just being here just watching the show you're doing the same thing that the patrons are doing um you're just not able to do the money part of it and we don't care about that we're, because everything goes back into the show anyway so uh we appreciate y'all yeah. for sure I'm thinking about, you know, because some people avoid Patreon just because they um, th they don't want to set up a whole new thing with their bank account or whatever. I'm thinking about m maybe trying to figure out a way to, because uh, you can do channel memberships on YouTube. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking about maybe figuring out a way that we can uh, set up the channel memberships on YouTube and give those members all the same stuff that the Patreons get, right? That's a good so, idea. Uh, what three four five bucks a month uh you know youtube takes a little bit bigger cut i think 
but you know, you pay just a few dollars and uh, maybe we'll have like a, a dedicated discord channel yeah. for, for channel members, whether they be from YouTube or, or Patreon. And uh, that way we can share the show notes, share the updates, share the, uh, the money shows with, with everyone who uh, contributes. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I like that idea. And uh, I say we make it happen. Uh, VR Spraga says, thanks virtual strangers for using the money to purchase the 39. No, well, we haven't <laughs> made quite that much uh, yet. We've only been at this a few months, uh, but I'd say that we're almost to the point now that we could have bought a, um, a 3070. Yeah. I think we're right in that ballpark with it all included every everything together after youtube and patreon take their their sizable chunk out of it uh we're in the ballpark now that we could uh we could probably pick up a 3070 at retail as if we could ever find if one. you could find one yeah and uh spry i'll be sending you your um your tracking for the 3090 it's on its way right 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 you just gotta it's wait the mail, by the bro. door bro just gotta wait I'm gonna put up. Uh, I'm gonna put up all of our um, money that we've uh, generated so far as a reward uh, for the capture uh, of the dead or alive of the downvoter. <laughs> well, I'd rather them be alive. You know, somebody, whoever it was, after the last episode, they changed it. It's not there anymore. So they had to change a heart, but they're back in full force. They're saying I look like I'm slow mo. Is that on your screen as well, Roots? Uh, you had something? you had a um, uh, internet hiccup for about thirty seconds or a minute where you were moving slow, but you're good now. Okay, let me check my before we get into the news. Let me uh, make sure I'm on the right connection here because I was playing around with it the other day. Yeah, everything's good. So, uh, well, wait a minute, maybe not. I might be on Wi-Fi. That might be why. That make a big difference, right? No, it's not Wi-Fi. It's the cable connection. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. I'd say uh, someone's probably in there playing Roblox or something, uh, screwing everything up. Who doesn't want to play Roblox, though? To be fair, and you know, I I saw you moving a little bit weird. I checked my uh, my signal; it was good, and so I just assumed your internet was was having a, a chug fest because, like you said, you got so many people in your house using internet. I thought it might be the uh, City 17. It is, actually. You know, um, I think it was Spry Guy or some Spry Guy said that's, you know, where your background is where he had his first can-crushing moment, Wes. And uh, yeah. it felt good, he said. Oh. Well worth the price uh, of admission. It's uh, This was the first place that I ever um, wrote on a virtual uh, dry erase board. Wow, you know what's funny is I um when I played through it I didn't even see that you know what I mean like I saw videos of people messing with it I'm like holy shit you could have done that I didn't mess around with stuff enough um, I wanted to get to the next scene you know uh, I spent like 15 minutes trying to uh, draw uh, the word subscribe in real pretty letters and uh, I ended up messing it up and saying the hell with it let's just play the game. <laughs> Oh, it would have been good, right? I was thinking about doing some, uh, you know, there was that movie, A Beautiful Mind. I almost went up there and started doing a bunch of uh, really complex math uh, things, but then I realized I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to, so I don't have a beautiful mind, apparently, Wes. So 
Two plus two equals... Well, we don't even know. Four? We don't even know in 2021. It could be anything they say, you know? Yeah, it's whatever it feels like, baby. Mm. Yeah, whatever it identifies as. Yeah. <laughs> right, the four <laughs> identifies as a five. Yeah. It doesn't believe in the... Uh, Never mind. I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to. I'm going to start. I want to offend some people if I don't shut up. We so, probably did already. Uh, anyway, anyway, why don't we get into some VR news? Because if we are indeed going to uh, successfully pull off a money show today, we need to get things rolling here. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, you know, we were just talking about Facebook making moves, man. And uh, they've been making moves for, for the last year or so. They picked up Ready at Dawn. They picked up Beat Games. Sanzaru games and now roots downpour interactive this past week facebook announced its fourth vr studio acquisition this time it's the studio behind the popular vr shooter onward onward launched into steam early access way back in 2016 but around a year ago onward launched on oculus quest where it has become one of the headset's most popular titles uh, 8,900 reviews on that one, if I'm not mistaken, last I checked. Uh, Facebook announced the acquisition on the Oculus blog, saying that it is, quote, eager to support Dante and Downpour Interactive in growing onward as one of the foremost multiplayer VR games. The company also promises that Onward will continue to be supported on all of its current platforms, including Steam. Facebook says that the entire Downpour Interactive team will join the team in some capacity and that they have, quote, exciting plans for future Onward updates and future projects. Roots, what time is it? Uh, quote time. It is quote time right off the bat. This is Downpour Interactive CEO Dante Buckley. And I quote, Today is a very exciting day for Onward and the Downpour team. We are joining Oculus Studios at Facebook. I remember when I wrote the first line of code for, code for Onward and walked around Cargo, one of the first maps in the game. Putting on a VR headset and building this dream game was a magical experience every day. From those early days to now, Onward and Downpour have grown and made huge strides in the VR industry. I can't thank my team enough for their hard work and dedication, as well as our passionate and dedicated player community. With us joining Oculus Studios at Facebook, we can now realize Onward's full vision with tremendous support and resources. This means a better game for all of our players on all platforms. There are no changes in the hierarchy or in the vision. Everyone at Downpour is still working hard to deliver you the best game possible. Thank you for all of your continued support and stay tuned for future updates and content. So um, again, Facebook making moves roots uh, this time a little bit differently. Uh, you know, the, these other studios, the ready at dawns, the Sanzaru's uh, these generally tend to uh, be bigger studios. Now beat games, notwithstanding, uh, I, I would I would say that uh, Downpour Interactive is more like a Beat Games. Whenever I think Downpour Interactive, I think one dude. I think Dante, right? The the Onward guy who makes Onward, and you know I'm sure he's got some guys that he's hired, uh, some people that were freelancing to come in and work on the game. Uh, but this is this is one dude. They they basically 
just bought onward. So my question for you, Roots, is what does this mean for the likes of, say, Pavlov? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know, man. I mean, they're two different types of games, but uh, I'm just hoping that they somehow get rid of the douchebags in the onward lobbies because that's kind of what pushed me out away from that. Cyan has a good point. Says maybe they'll work on improving the graphics in onwards. And um, and somebody said uh, Lipnox says he's saying it right now. Skydance Interactive better not get bought by Facebook. And Spry Guy says he will disown Tiffany if that happens. But we got all sorts of stuff going on in the chat. And uh, I agree with all that, um, for sure. I, I would consider it much more likely to, to uh, for them to go to Sony, but uh, that's a different conversation for a different day. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that they would uh, be, a, you know, would sell to anybody. But then again, money talks, man. If somebody wants to buy them, uh, you know, everybody, as Ted DiBiase once said, everybody's got a price, right? Yeah, yeah, especially, I mean, then this is the thing, you know, and depending on what kind of things that you have to sign when you sell it, why couldn't you start another company and, and do it again? You know what I mean? That's what a lot of these people do, um, or or they get kept on. You know, and that would be the big thing, you know, who would stay, who wouldn't. Um, but I guess it sounds like from what you just read uh, with Onward, they're using everybody in some capacity, right? So, uh, I don't know, I, it's kind of exciting to me to hear this news because I had kind of written Onward off a long time ago just not my type of game i don't like the community for the most part um but i love escape from tarkov if they could put which is similar to onward in a sense as far as you know you've got the the um you can kill your uh your friends on your team and stuff is it's a lot more realistic you got to be very careful um if they ever brought that into vr i would i would love it so i, I think onward has potential for me to want to play it it's just uh there's a lot of things that kind of pushed me out i do own it um and uh you know, tech tech says, uh, um, screw onward. It's not cross by. So we know where his thoughts are on that for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, supposedly the, the co-op stuff and onward kind of gets you out of the, uh, the, the, the squeakers, right. The jerks that are in there. Uh, so, um, I, I really haven't been averse to playing it. It's just one of those games I never got around to playing. Right uh you know the the online multiplayer stuff um you know shooters competitive shooters never really was my thing anyway uh but doesn't this have like some uh campaign based co-op play like i believe it does versus uh yeah I, like a story campaign i think it does and i haven't played that that would be something i'd be a little bit more interested in and see hey, the money show from onward yeah well that'd be something that especially if it's a good co-op right um but that's the thing with um you know, like you said, the squeakers aren't in there, uh, but it's it's the hardcore. Uh, it's like the guy in Pop One that I that was so serious about it, and he's like, "Oh, dude, you're talking too much." And I'm like, "Well, I'm fucking streaming, bro." You know, and and like it was all it was just all about you talking too much. You're talking too much, like super serious, and that tends to be the the typical onward person, at least from when my experience was. You go in there, you're not going to get the squeaky douchebag. You're going to get the the serious hardcore douchebag that is just gonna think that they're the shit and whatever you're doing sucks and uh i just didn't care for the community at all and now the granted that's been years um but it was such a bad experience for me that i just never went back so i don't know yeah but... uh you know admiring onward from from a distance again i haven't played it uh but i do cover the 
this uh you know this this gaming you know vr gaming pretty closely you know not a lot gets by me so i've i've watched as this game has grown has become more and more polished has expanded to other platforms and uh i gotta be honest i've been quite impressed with uh what mr buckley and his very small team have been able to accomplish here you wouldn't know by looking at the footage of this game uh that it came from a small team it looks like a, a much bigger project than what it actually is so uh that's probably the most exciting part of this for me is uh we've we've all seen how much he's been able to do with uh you know a small amount of resources what's he going to be able to do now with nearly unlimited resources uh it's got to bode well not only for onward as it is today but any kind of uh potential sequel or other title in the onward universe uh i got to imagine is going to be a big expansion not only in terms of scope but in terms of uh production value as well yeah well let me ask you this because scion said something about hoping that the graph they would increase the graphics but you know if it's facebook and then they're gonna with quest and stuff i mean that completely goes against everything that anybody ever trash as facebook would would they do you think that they would increase it i mean because the quest quest one and quest two you know it could mean that and this is why uh generally i mean you could you can make some pretty good looking games on the oculus quest 2 but you have to put time into optimization and as we're going to talk about here a little bit later with another title uh there are different techniques uh that you can use to get some very good results in uh the oculus quest uh but again these types of optimizations take time and when you talk about time in terms of game development you're talking about money right you have to pay people you have to hire people if they put you know hire a team of 50 dudes and put them just on optimizing and improving the the graphical look of the game i guarantee you in six months they can have a much better looking game uh, it just depends on what kind of value they feel like is in that investment. Are, are people going to buy the game? Are more people going to buy the game if uh, if they can polish it up like that? Uh, only time will tell if they feel like this is something that they uh, they find worthwhile. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, my, my general excitement... Uh, when it comes to moves like this have more to do with things like uh you know future content sequels dlc maybe new maps i, I would imagine that there's probably going to be uh, some new maps at the very least uh for onward going forward based on this now based on this new money coming in uh so uh i mean if you're a fan of onward I i've got to imagine that you're probably pretty excited about this. Yeah, this is definitely good news for the game and for uh, players of Onward, for sure. And hopefully um, it'll become something, or maybe it has already become something that is completely different than my experience that I had in the past. Uh, because it's not everybody's douchebags, and I guess I would assume if you went in with a group of friends, you don't have to deal with that. You know what I mean? Um, but somebody made a good point. Uh, Lipnox said I uh, made a good point. Um, I guess I didn't know this about Onward. He said that if you're ta when you're talking, um, the enemies can hear you. So like if you're talking, because everything's real, it's kind of, that's why I love Escape from Tarkov because it, 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 the sounds and everything, it's it's just more realistic. And so I, maybe they bring in some more, um, you know, more of that 
you know, more sounding and more things being more realistic, even more than, than it is today. So it's a certainly a, a cool hook and it's a, it's a nice little territory to uh, occupy there. A lot of people, uh, when they come into VR, that's what they're, they're looking for is the simulation always, right? No matter what they're playing, they want it to be realistic. So uh, it's a nice little niche for them to uh, carve out for themselves. The realistic battlefield simulator. Yeah, absolutely. And Ray Delator throwing a 10 spot. Appreciate that, Ray. Helping us get to yeah. the uh, to the 3090 for VR Spry Guy. I don't even know. Uh, he wants he wants us to bring the uh, the downvoter to justice. That's oh, that's that. right, that's right. Okay, well, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring him to justice. We're gonna send. Uh, you know, we could probably I don't know, dog the, the bounty hunter. Maybe he's he's available. Send him out for looking for that guy. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ray, for uh, for the support. And um, yeah, I think I think we do. Roots need to uh, you know open up the the Patreon benefits to to everyone who uh, everyone who. who contributes somehow uh, maybe i mean obviously we'll still have to figure out some exclusives for for the patreon um, but i think we could share instead of giving everything to patreon and just thank yous to everyone else i think we could spread the love around a little bit better than what we have thus far yeah we'll figure out a system that will benefit everybody right absolutely that'll just be one of many coming changes to the uh channel in coming weeks i'm excited i can't wait to see the changes yeah anyway um you know when we talk about an acquisition like this for facebook uh, of this specific type of game you know they're 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 hitting all the bases right they that with uh ready at dawn uh they've got your esports covered with sanzaru they've got your action action adventure covered with beat games, they have your rhythm game covered. And now with Onward, they have the multiplayer FPS covered, which is interesting because uh, I'm wondering how the other titles are feeling. I wonder about your, your Pavlovs. I wonder about your Contractors, your Zero Calibers, and Roots. I wonder about your Pop 1s. You know, Pop 1 has been the uh, the baby, right? The, you know, even though it's on Steam, everyone kind of looks at this as an Oculus game. Oculus Money went into developing it, and it's one of the most popular games on Quest and in uh, a system seller for the Quest. So uh, I find it interesting that they're picking up Downpour uh, as opposed to Big Box VR. Yeah, I was thinking about the same thing. And then, but somebody, I think it was Ray Delator, um, said in the comments, I'm pretty sure it was him, but maybe it was somebody else, that uh, not everybody can be bought um you know i mean maybe big box they went to big box and big box is like dude we're fucking killing it already why would we sell to you we don't want to be a part of facebook um you know what i mean uh even though they got money from them um not everybody wants to be a part of them uh you know so i can see it but at the same time i definitely if they didn't try to pick it up pick them up i don't know what's wrong with them uh, yeah, I know. I know. Right. But, uh, again, maybe, uh, Facebook understands the, the writing on the wall here and, um, they understand the big picture. And at the end of the day, population one, as great as it is, it's a Fortnite clone. And they know that at any moment, Sony could come out with the boom, the Fortnite VR and it's over, right? It's over. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. If you could get, that's the thing is people um, love that it's like Fortnite, but if you could actually play Fortnite, um, you know, there's, there's things in this game that people that love Fortnite don't get, you know, like you can't just go around and shoot a bunch of stuff and, and gather material. The, the building's different, you know what I mean? It's not as fluent, uh, and there's so much more building going on in, in say, uh, Fortnite than Pop 1. Now, I don't know if you could actually, I mean, I guess you could bring it in. It just would be different. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a good, good valid point for sure. But, uh, you know, that said, uh, it's not a straight clone. Um, Population 1 does continue to evolve and and carve out its own little place in the uh, the, the larger gaming ecosphere uh and a, a couple of weeks ago we were all kind of surprised right when the next pistol whip dlc was revealed i mean we all knew that it would be something different but i don't think any of us were expecting that it would be a wild west themed pistol whip update well this past week season two of population one was revealed and apparently roots there's a new sheriff in town uh, who doesn't like a sheriff in town, right? Yeah. <laughs> Season two drops in May, and it will also sport a Wild West theme. This past week, developer Big Box dropped a teaser for the game's next seasonal content drop on Twitter. The short clip for Season two, The Frontier, suggests several new additions to the game. Firstly, Roots, there's a train complete with a station on the which a player sporting a pair of cowboy boots steps. Some desert-themed environmental decorations can be seen in the background, too. And, of course, we'd expect there to be new weapons to fit the theme and perhaps newly designed areas of the map as well. Uh, and you can probably expect plenty of new cosmetic items to dress up in. Uh, no specific date has been given given for the launch of season two just yet but we do know that it drops in may so roots it's funny man because you know as many of, of these common themes that we've developed in vr over time you know we've had the zombie games and now you know we're hitting the cyberpunk games um wild west has been kind of one of the ones that we really want right we want a, a wild west adventure game open world we want let's be honest we want red dead vr pretty much um but that's not what we're getting what we're getting instead are are these uh you know the, these arcade style games your pop ones your pistol whips coming through with a, a fresh coat of wild west paint um what do you think about all this I don't know, man. I kind of, uh, I kind of agree with what Sion said in the chat. He says he hopes season two isn't a disappointment like season one was for him. You know, it just season one didn't. It didn't seem like much was different, bro. Like, you know what I mean? That's why I'm kind of hoping that the season two really is going to change up the map and change some things outside of you know opening up the bottom of the tower and having a couple of other things on there. Um, I wasn't 100% like really. Uh, thrilled with season one i think I, maybe i've gone into it two or three times since it dropped um so I, i'm hoping for something different and uh maybe a little bit more than just some skins and uh you know they need to like when they're they change the map like they'll say whoa we changed the map they put one fucking fallen tower in there dude that's not changing the map 
You, you know what I mean? That's not changing the map, dude. Like changing the map was putting in the, the hay maze. Changing the map, you know, there's certain things you can do to really change a map or at least give it some kind of difference. There really wasn't that much difference to me. I mean, you could go in the tower and you could go get your cells and you could have a little fight in there. But I don't know, man. I, I was I was like Cyan. I was a little disappointed and I'm hoping they give us a little bit more with, with this next season. I'm shocked that it's so fast. I feel like season one just started. Now it's all the way season. But I don't know how often these things in normal, like Fortnite, how often are they changing seasons in there as well? So it's it's they they come fairly quickly. Um, believe me, I I know because when my kids were playing it, they would always want to buy those battle passes whenever the season would change over. Um, you know when up until this announcement, when I'm thinking of, of Population One Season Two, I've been fairly excited about it, uh, but it isn't because of any of this kind of stuff. Uh, I want the private matches to come out of beta and be a permanent feature, mm. you know, fully customizable private matches. Uh, this is what I want from this game. And uh, that was what I was expecting the big announcement to be with regards to season two. Uh, now, can the wild west thing be cool? Yeah, man. If they expand the map and have like a, Westworld style Wild West area to the map that you can get to by catching a train that's always in motion. Can you imagine if there was a train that went right through the map, uh, you know, on a constant loop throughout this thing, how that would change the dynamic of the game if you could just pop a couple of people off downtown and then hop the train and, you know, and be in a completely different area of the map within a minute? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I definitely think that would be cool. Um, and I, I don't know, I, uh, I was gonna say, but I, I you know, I, I agree with you in the in the sense that um, I um, was was hoping for more. What was it you said you uh, that you were hoping? For? I totally spaced what I was gonna say. I had something that I was gonna say, but no, I was talking about the uh, the the private. The, oh, the that's private what I was gonna rooms. say. Yeah, no, see, this is the problem I have with the private rooms, and this is what I've said from the beginning, and was was my fear, and I see it happening in real time. Um, you know, I've just noticed in this Oculus Quest 2 that I'm a moderator for, um, that, uh, there's, when people talk about Pop 1 anymore, it's not the same conversations that were going on a month ago. People are constantly complaining about how long it takes to find a game and just, it, it's, it's affect what, what you want is affecting the, the lobbies and, um, and people are walking away from the game because they can't get games quick enough and, if they continue down this road, I guarantee you're going to find a mass exodus and empty lobbies big time. And maybe you'll have to go with your friends because you won't be able to find a game anymore. That's my fear. Um, and, and, you know, once, and I've said this from the very beginning, once you get enough big enough game, um, a pool of people, it doesn't matter and when it can sustain itself. But if you cannibalize that, that pool of players to try to, because everybody wants to go out and play with their friends, then the rest of the people are sitting there with their dick in their hand waiting for the game to start and nobody's starting, you know what I mean? And they're not doing like you said, where uh, maybe you go in and, and it starts after eight or 10. I mean, you're waiting for five, 10 minutes or however long it makes you wait before it gets to the point where it finally says, okay, fuck it. You guys are going in with seven people. Um, it's just, it's too long. And, uh, and so I'm hoping that they can somehow give you what you want because it is something that I think it needs. Um, 
without screwing everybody else that just wants to join and play with everybody else you know what i mean so. well there there are things that they can do uh that, that they probably should have already done uh you know just a, a simple change like uh going to two-man squads instead of three-man squads would help the uh the matches fill up quicker and maybe we don't need seven teams right or eight or whatever it is maybe we can do five or six so like if you do five two-man squads uh not only does the match you know feel a lot faster and get started but now with 10 people that map just got a whole lot bigger didn't it because there's not people all over it it it, it kind of uh makes the game not seem so small anymore and um I feel like if they make changes like that, maybe slow down the um, the the boundary a little bit from from coming in, which which would extend the match time a little bit. Uh, I feel like uh, they could tweak the rules in such a way to keep the core gameplay experience what it is, but eliminate a lot of these issues that people are having uh, with regards to waiting yeah that's true and uh delirium drew has a good point as well he says uh the sweats are chasing people off also and that is true you know if you go in there and you die you die uh the, the last thing you want to do last when i started this game people would hot drop all the time you I, we would you don't want to hot drop bro because the people that are sweaty are hot dropping in there they're going to chase you down and kill you um because they just want to kill you and I guess that's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it just from somebody, if you're not as good as everybody else, it can get uh, a little bit frustrating when, um, but that's any game, right? Like you go into, if I go into Fortnite right now, I'm going to get my ass handed by to me by an eight-year-old. I guarantee it because I don't know what the hell I'm doing in that game. Um, and they do. So. Yeah, I think that that probably has a lot to do with, the, you know, the, the wait times going up or people are, tired of getting owned i think one thing that is a necessity not only in this game but in all competitive multiplayer games is you have to have uh you have to have even matchmaking right you can't just throw everybody into the same pool these, these guys that are getting one shot kills on, on the run uh they need to be playing with one another and matches need to be made on on experience level yeah. plain and simple and, um, and they're clearly not it's clearly not right. happening and that's that's a probably the most valid point i've heard in a long time about this game is if you're throwing everybody that's you know that they're killed that they're i mean you, they they have the statistics they can match people by that and it might not be perfect but i guarantee it would be better than what's going on right now uh because yeah. when you go up against those the sweatiest of the sweaties and that is probably true that i probably wouldn't go in and get my ass owned in Fortnite because it's i guarantee it's set up to where i would be put in with a bunch of noobs as well because i i'm new you know what i mean right so right by the way uh shout out drew drew giving away roots uh, a copy of one of the best games of the year on his channel right now uh he's giving away a copy of swarm and uh there's a, a video i think went up yesterday or the day before on uh, his channel so uh, check out delirium drew vr um on youtube if you want a chance to win a copy of swarm yourself it's yeah. a great game i'm a little salty well because i already own it oh although i got it for free already so i shouldn't be salty that's a really good that's those are the two games that i keep telling everybody um when asked what they should get for the oculus quest 2 in that um in that our facebook group is uh swarm and crashland I, I i i can i can tell people definitively uh, those are two of the best games that are out for the quest 2 in my opinion 
Um, and they, they're must-owns for me because um, they're just yeah. that good. And multiplayer support confirmed coming to Swarm as well. So it's going to just get better. Oh, by wow. the way, I didn't even put it in the uh, the show today, but Swarm got a big update yesterday, like quality of life update. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. Actually, I had that, that game and the fact that you just told me there's a multiplayer coming. How? What the hell, dude? That's awesome, bro. So, yeah, let's do a really quick impromptu uh, segment here. And uh, I'll bring up this change log just so uh, everybody can be on the uh, on the level here with the changes that just hit swarm. It's pretty pretty cool. All right, so um, patch one point zero two has arrived. Uh, they have patched the basilisk exploit. Well, we're not going to go through all of the different fix fixes and uh, exploits, but they have added a phobia mode roots. Uh, it disables sharks and cloud falling in uh, zone three. So um, the people that are, are being scared to death by these uh, things now can uh, filter them out in the settings. Um, <laughs> they've added an around me filter to the leaderboard so that now you can, uh, you can uh, use the global filter to see the top of the leaderboard around me to see a leaderboard centered on your high score. So you're number one or, or number five or whatever, and you can see who's close to you. Um, in boss levels, uh, now it shows the time passed and the potential score on the, on the scoreboard. You know, there's a scoreboard in the environment there, the drone scoreboard. Um, it now has what your potential score would be if you were to finish the match at, um, at that point. Um, they've tweaked the grapple aim so it feels a little bit more accurate than it did before. Aiming should also now be easier when you're not looking at the target. So they've really honed in the, uh, the grappling mechanics. Um, they've uh, reduced some of the aliasing in the game and uh, fixed, fixed some of the uh, rendering issues. And uh, there's a big long list of bug fixes that they've done as well. Wow. Well, it's like this game couldn't have gotten any better uh i i would arguably say and i know radio run um says this best quest 2 game of 2021 and in my mind it's it's in the contention with crash land and who else knows what comes out in this next year but uh those two games i guarantee will be in the conversation um for sure because they're just so good but we still got to figure out how to get crash land in there because it was never talked about because we didn't know uh, it existed. So apparently there was uh, an exploit that allowed you to uh, finish two five in five seconds. Uh, so they've uh, they've patched out that exploit and they've reset the two five leaderboard. So anybody who uh, thinks that they're on the top of uh, of two five, you might want to go replay it. How could you? How could you have a high score in five seconds? You can kill I'm sure shit. There's a time. There's a time bonus, right? Yeah, but you would think that there'd be you'd get more from killing stuff than finishing fast, right? I don't know, man. That's weird. Uh, uh, you know who hates it when you finish fast? <laughs> My mom! Oh, God. Well, and I don't blame her, man. It's, there's nothing worse than uh, not having somebody finish. Also of so note, they, uh, they have reduced the difficulty of uh, level 5-2. So apparently that one's uh, a little too tough for people. Oh, what a bummer. I never got there. I'm still on war one i uh i keep going back west i made i said this in the previous episode but i 
Um, I'll reiterate it again. I made the mistake, and I guess it's not a mistake, but I, I don't play on anything but extreme anymore. Um, and uh, and so, like, I'm fighting all these other battles. These, I mean, that head thing, dude. Dude, extreme is where it's at. It is crazy, but it's fun. Yeah, I, I need to get back into this. I, I've let the, uh, the, uh, the VR... Um you know the 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 game of the week pulled me out of uh the games i was starting to stick to and uh i miss it roots i want to get back in swarm yeah yeah well you, you have access just jump in there and go it's one of those games that like when i'm ever thinking like i don't know what to play this is an easy one for me to pick because i i just always enjoy my game time you know what i mean it's just so good yeah uh anyway uh you know I mentioned that uh, multiplayer confirmed to this, which is amazing. Uh, it's something that we are starved for in uh, in VR, and I think that's a big reason why so many of us are excited for After the Fall. Um, you know, the standalone version of After the Fall was finally confirmed during last week's Oculus Gaming Showcase. Uh, not only is After the Fall coming to Quest as well as PC VR and PSVR, it's also confirmed to feature crossplay between all three versions of the game. Last week's trailer, however, showcased some huge hordes of enemies on the screen at one time, leaving some people, myself included, wondering if the Quest port's going to be able to keep up. It's a legitimate question considering the fact that Oculus Quest 1 is not even as powerful as a low-end VR-ready gaming PC, or even a base PS4 for that matter. Um, but following the Oculus Showcase, Upload VR reached out to Vertigo Games for some clarification. And according to Vertigo Games, quote, the amount of enemies on all of the platforms is identical. This counts for all important gameplay elements. We apply lotting techniques on the rendering and animation, but also the code to have dynamic quality while still keeping the enemies in sync between the platforms. Lotting, more commonly known as level of detail, means that certain assets in the game can change in quality based on different factors like distance or performance. So while there will obviously be visual differences between the different versions of the game, it seems like the actual gameplay experience itself will be the same no matter where you're playing. Uh, after the fall, of course, arrives this summer on all major VR headsets. Roots, uh, it's taken them a while to develop this game. And now we're starting to see a little bit of why uh stuff like this 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 lotting techniques being applied to um to, to the code and the various gameplay elements um these are the, this is what we refer to all the time when we talk about how the developers finally starting to get a grip on what they can do inside these game engines and um i i think that it's a massive undertaking to have a game that is features cross-platform play between all the different platforms and uh and to have this actually run 
smoothly in one-to-one on all the platforms. I mean, that's a damn near impossible task. But apparently the uh, the experts at Vertigo Games are up to it. And I think the fact that they're even claiming this is very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I would cringe to play it on the Quest 1. Uh, you know what i mean it's gonna be uh stick figures right yeah i mean there's just so much going on and uh i mean if i'm being 100 percent honest when i'm looking at this trailer um and scion is gonna love this comment i want to play it on pc vr you know what i mean it's uh it's just what i i want to i want to have the it it just looks phenomenal and it's going to be an amazing game and uh uh i just give tip my hats to vertigo games without even trying it you can tell i mean it looks amazing and uh hopefully it's as good as it looks for sure yeah man when you think about um when you think about arizona sunshine and again arizona sunshine a very fun game uh but when you put that game in your mind and then you look at some of the gameplay footage from this game and you consider you know, you're bumping up from from two player multiplayer to four player multiplayer. And now instead of having, you know, the multiplayer be exclusive to each platform, now it's cross platform. And you're going to have people playing on a 3080, playing with somebody on a PlayStation 4 Slim, playing with somebody on an Oculus Quest 1, playing with somebody on an Oculus Quest 2. And they're all going to be playing at the same speed with these hordes of 30 and 40 and 50 zombies on the screen at once. I mean, when we talk about wizardry in game development, uh, I feel like if this runs the way they're saying it's going to run, that uh, this is an appropriate term here, wizardry. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you think about the Quest 1 with uh, Arizona Sunshine and like the minimal assets and the amount of people walking around and how it didn't look as good as, say, on the PC VR um, and as much as whatever... Um, you would have thought, okay, it's obviously a limiting factor. You can't have the same amount of of assets. You can't have the same amount of zombies coming at you. You can't have a horde of 40 zombies running at you at full speed. And uh, Vertigo Games said, bullshit, we can't. We're going to do it. And uh, um, like you said, if it plays as well as they uh, say it does, um, which I think it will, uh, it's going to be one of the best games of the year. Yeah, this is uncharted territory when it comes to these quest ports. Uh, I mean, even the differences between Quest 2 and Quest 1 in, say, a game like The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, for example, uh, the difference from PC to Quest 2 is noticeable. The difference from Quest 2 to Quest 1 is noticeable. And what you're noticing is a reduction in the number of assets from one to the other, not only uh, in the the level of detail but the number of assets overall uh if you go play saints and sinners on quest one you're going to see less zombies you're going to see less items in general the cabinets are going to be missing doors things like this uh it's just a necessary evil or at least up until this point we had thought it a necessary evil when it comes to these lower powered uh platforms but apparently vertigo games has found a way around it yeah well and is this i mean does it make you think differently i mean i've i and i still i don't think differently but um and i know this is going mash actually said this earlier to me in a conversation and i agree and it's going to piss off a lot of quest one owners uh but we need to cut the the fucking dead weight bro cut you and you guys upgrade to quest two and uh because i mean if you get that least common denominator out there everything goes up a notch right 
and um and it's even though it's only been out for a couple of years it's already outdated it does it 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 serves its purpose it's still an amazing headset um and it's still a way for people to get into vr but we're reaching a point and we may not be here and vertigo games is showing us we're not there but it's we're getting close to a point where all of our experiences get um held back a little bit um and i don't want to be held back Wes. i didn't buy the quest 2 to be held back by the quest one and i and i know that there's no way to to have that not happen and there has to be a time frame where that's gonna happen but i'm i'm submitting we're already this quickly we're already there because technology is moving so fast and it's it's crazy yeah we are there and, and apparently facebook recognizes this as well because now we're starting to see quest 2 exclusive games and I got to imagine, you know, that that means that it's, you know, gloves off time. It's going to be up to developers whether or not they want to put forth the resources to support their games on Quest One, because now they don't have to anymore. And I think not only is that going to lead to better releases for uh, Quest Two, uh, I think that it's also going to lead to better PC ports, like games that previously wouldn't have come to standalone now will because uh it's actually a doable proposition for them yeah absolutely so we're in a weird time we probably will hear it sooner than later where um they're just not supporting it and that's one thing you can say about facebook oculus um they really don't pull the punches like i mean <laughs> rift s is already dead you know i think i owned that for a year before the announcement of them saying we're not supporting it or whatever maybe if it wasn't a year it was not long much longer um and that's just the way it is and uh and like i said technology is moving so fast that i don't i think we probably get used to it so yeah yeah i mean uh, i don't expect this thing to have the the these standalones to have the longest life cycle as it is so i mean uh when you consider the console lifespan of six to seven years versus the standalone vr headset uh life cycle of around two years you know it's the cell phone model so like each six months is the equivalent of two years in in console land and um uh yeah you know so it's right about on time right that the the old platform gets cut loose yeah um because i mean a year down the road we're all going to be talking about quest 3 exactly and that was one of the things that i said to somebody about some you know the new games coming out like the the rock star game and and them saying it would have to be on PC VR because it could never run on the Quest 2, which I don't believe that that's true. But, you know, I when I think it's going to drop, I think Quest 3 will be out or almost out. Um, you know what I mean? So at that point, now we're talking another level up. Now it's running great. So. Yeah, I think that uh, I think if Facebook had their druthers, that, that they would wait uh, and keep Quest 2 in production uh for, for three years between before they bring the next one uh but i don't think the market's going to allow them to do that i think uh the the, the competition from apple and sony uh has already forced them to start preparing to launch next year when everyone else does well that's the reality and a lot of people don't never don't think about that you know there's a lot of going into that whole conversation and competitor um what your competitors are doing is a big thing um and what you decide to do you know, you may have a product that you were planning on bringing out next year 
and you find out your competitors bringing it out in six months, well, guess what? Now you're going to bring it out in four months, you know, or whatever. So you can get that advantage ahead of them. And uh, it's just the way it works. Indeed. Uh, anyway, I, I think after the fall looks amazing. I think that it's incredible that the experience for the, uh, the, the standalone players is going to be, you know, largely the same experience as everyone else, you know, graphics notwithstanding. And, uh, you know, I, I can't think of another game that I'm uh, as anticipating as quite as highly as, as this game. I think this is the number one on my list right now. Yeah, dude, it's zombies. It's multiplayer. It's four people. I mean, it's everything that I've wanted um, out of VR. And it looks like one of the most AAA games I've seen in a long time. It just looks phenomenal. And it's uh, going to be over in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> is that how long it is? Three hours? A three hour game? No, I don't okay. know, man. I'm just, I'm just uh, joking. Well, it's just one more step towards uh, the type of games that we we've been waiting for, um, and we're right here because this is it. This is the game I'm waiting for. Yep, you know, uh, play with roots. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Four people. You know man. who we're loves gonna... to play with roots? <laughs> oh God. My mom. Oh wow, I did. I was hoping that didn't come out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, speaking of multiplayer uh, routes, you know, we, we often talked about doing a, a money show uh, from real VR fishing. And we picked it up, you know, paid for it just so that we could uh, cover it in a money show together. Because let's be honest, this is a beautiful game. It, it's, it's one of the most photo real games in all of VR, PC included. Uh, real VR fishing is incredible and the gameplay is fun but you know what roots i'm glad we waited so glad we waited to, to get into this one uh because real vr fishing just gave a sneak peek at what's to come in future updates including the reworking of some core mechanics and a glimpse of a new dlc pack the next update will rework the fishing mechanics using three new features to make fishing more realistic including depth of water float fishing and more realistic lure fishing including twitching movements uh roots you know this game has always been a, a, a contradiction with itself uh because visually and structure wise uh this seems walking in like it's going to be a fishing sim like a simulation uh but when you you get into the game you actually realize that despite the, the structure of the game itself, the, the actual fishing gameplay is just arcade style. It's not, uh, I mean, it's got some similarities to real fishing, but it, it's not. It's, it's, it's an arcade fishing game. Uh, that's all about to change routes because now the, they're going to be updating the game and incorporating simulation style uh fishing into the mechanics and this is what i've always wanted it's really the only thing this game has lacked is the, the the fishing mechanics were never quite as good as they should have been now you're going to be able to float fish uh just like you would on on, on any lake or you're going to be able to pick your lure which by the way you go to the store you buy this this whole big thing of tackle but up until now the the tackle hasn't worked the way it would in real life so it's just kind of a cosmetic thing but now these lures are going to work like they work in real life and how you 
handle your your rod and and reel is going to determine your success at, at catching these fish. Um, this is the one thing that this uh, this game really needed. It was the only thing that this game really ne needed, and I'm so excited that uh, that this is the direction that they're decided to take with this game. Yeah, it looks really cool. Wolveraza says um, it's so uh, it's unreal how much fun it is to just upgrade your stuff. Um, and then Livnox nails it right here. It says you can watch virtual strangers while watching the podcast live and fish at the same time. If that doesn't sell it, he doesn't know what will. So um, I agree, man. Who doesn't want to watch virtual strangers while you're fishing? You know, an interesting tidbit about this game, Wes, I still have not stepped foot into it. I, I mean, Wes and I are different, two different types of people. Um, when we talked about going into the uh, experience, and doing the money show, Wes immediately went in to get some bearings because we're going to be doing a show and I need to know how to do this. Roots, I like to go in there and I like to just fucking wing it because um, I like the experience of it fresh. And sometimes that it turns into ridiculousness of Roots not being able to grab stuff off the ground or whatever it is. Um, but that's just the way I play. So I, I still have yet to step foot into it. So when I do, I believe it'll be when we do a money show on it. Um, it can't be that hard right you go in and you just fish well yeah you've um you want to make a certain amount of progress in the game because it, it dramatically changes your uh the game itself like uh which i mean i, I guess we could we don't have to be on the same level in, in the game but when you're playing at a beginner level uh you can see all the fish under the water you know, it's uh, really the first uh, five or six experience level is all training. A a after you get to a certain point, uh, you you change your your uh, difficulty level in the game, and what it does basically is it makes those fish disappear, so you can't magically see them glowing on the lake. Mm. And now now you have to look for tails like you would in real life. Like the water splashing over here, you know what I mean? Or you can, maybe you can see one under the water over there. Uh, it, it makes it a more realistic experience having leveled up five or six times. Uh, that that was basically my whole reason mm. for putting the time I did into it. Well, you just like to be prepared, uh, which is very diligent. Um, and Sion VR says he can't wait to handle his rod in a realistic way. And uh, you know who else likes to handle Cyan's uh, VR's rod in a realistic way? My mom! <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. Um, yeah, so it's uh, so it's definitely um, something I, I want to get into, Wes. We need to do a money show on this, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. But we need to wait until this update comes out yeah. because it's going to be a, a, a deal changer. And, you know, Tris in the chat says that uh, I, re I refunded this because of the arcade aspect of it. But I may have to take another look when this update comes out. Yeah, traveling man. This is a must-have. Favorite location is number fourteen. So now I'm going to remember that. I got to go and check out number fourteen. I don't know what that is. Yeah, man, th this game is beautiful just to, to hang out in. Even if you don't even play, like to just chill on the riverbank in this game, or, or in the boat, is cool because it's so realistic looking. And you know all of the scenes that uh that they have in the game the the levels they've all been uh, captured with with you know uh special cameras in korea 
but uh, you wouldn't know you were in Korea from looking around. It looks like Kentucky, like mm. these scenes that they've uh, captured. Um, it very much feels like uh, fishing in real life. That's funny. That's so, what's so weird about the world, right? And we get so used to where we're living. Um, but Google Earth opened my eyes to that when you like transport yourself to a different country and Russia and you're on a countryside and you're like, wow, this could be Colorado. You know what I mean? It looks, it's just uh, just different um, location. So. Right. Yeah, just different cultures. But, uh, you know, the, the it's all very much the same stuff when uh, no matter where you're at. Yep. Uh, there's also plans for DLC to be released as well. The Western U.S. DLC. Uh, the, originally, the plan was to release one big United States DLC pack with new environments set across the United States. But instead, the DLC has been split up with the Western U.S. component launching first. Uh, this pack will feature 20 new environments as well as new species of fish to go with them. So uh, it's uh, geographically correct, right? You, uh, you're not only getting the uh, scenery that comes with the DLC pack, but the new species of fish that live in these different places. It's pretty cool. Makes, um, makes you wonder how many they were going to add, like overall. Like, were they going to add 20 across the United States, and now they're doing 20 in just one section? Because to me, it, it could be one of two things. Either they're... They were going to put out the same amount regardless, and they can make more money by parsing it out, or maybe they're just going to give us more by doing multiple DLCs. So. I think it's probably most likely uh, the the latter. I think that uh, the they probably went and captured X amount of locations, and they realized uh, that there's some beautiful places here in the United States, and that uh, they weren't uh, going to be quite uh, tossing away quite as many of them as they thought that they initially would be right. They probably went in and shot a hundred places coast to coast and thinking that they were going to throw away half of them or more, um, based on quality and realize that they're all quality or most of them are quality. So why not just split it into multiple packs? Yeah, that's true. Well, either way, tw even 20, 20 locations, that's a lot to me. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. awesome. Cause you can spend hours in any one of them. You know, the only thing that really held you back again was, uh, the arcade gameplay getting repetitive. Uh, but if you get, uh, your experience level up to the point where you, you can't, uh, magically see the fish glowing in the water and, uh, you, you have to use realistic, uh, you know, fishing, um, technique to, to actually catch the fish you know have the right lure at the right time of day using the right action in order to get a certain kind of fish to bite i mean if it's detailed on that level you could spend all day in any one location and uh to have 20 new ones i mean that's like having a whole new game yeah absolutely so cool i can't wait to check this out when it's uh when Same it drops here. Anyway, uh, the free update as well as the Western US DLC both plan for release sometime before the end of the year. So uh, coming coming soon, Roots. Yeah, so I got quite a while to... Maybe I should at least get the uh, the fish to stop glowing. Wes stressed yeah. it a couple times, and now I feel like I... Now I feel inadequate, like I need to get a, get rid of that crap. Well, it's a, it's <laughs> a completely different game. 
uh, having um, having played it just an hour, it becomes a very different game. Now, you 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 do have to physically turn that stuff off by changing the difficulty <clears throat> level of the game, but uh, it's not something that you want to just go in immediately and turn it off. You, you'd be lost if you do that. I got you. Cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, traveling man, uh, three, seven, seven, five. If you go up to the glass of the aquarium, then go back to go to the back of your play space and recenter, then walk forward. You can be in the aquarium with the fish all around you. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that you can, uh, manipulate things a little bit by recentering yourself in the world. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this game, uh, keeps a giant. You have like a home area that you can chill out in and uh, you keep a giant aquarium and inside the aquarium is every species of fish that you've caught in the game. Oh, cool. So when, so when you find a new fish in game, uh, when you go home, it'll be in your aquarium. And they're again, they're very realistic looking. So it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It sounds really cool, actually. I mean, a gigantic aquarium, too, like a SeaWorld. Well, it's like got to be, right? Aquarium. If it has all these different fish, you know, who knows how many fish are out there. It sounds like they're adding them, right? So it'd be cool if you yeah, could go Sion, in like as a scuba diver and feed them or something. Clean the Sion tank. says that the game is uh, just a fetch quest. Fetching, fetching fish. fish. Well, yeah. see, this is the, it's true. This is the thing, though, Sion, and I, I know it's partially a joke. Um, what I'm seeing here from like Wolveraza and everybody else, you know, it's like a really nice, chill, relaxing game where you're just hanging out. Especially I've talked to um, some people that have hang out with family members or their dad fishing and stuff. And they said it was really cool. Uh, so I think it's a really good chill game. Uh, I may not be action packed for some people if they're not into fishing. Um, then I, I guess you'd be like, dude, just like somebody that isn't into pinball would be, it's just pinball. I guarantee somebody's gonna say, this is just fishing, dude. Um, but you know it is what it is. It's it's fishing. If you enjoy fishing or in beautiful environments, I bet it's amazing. Well, I happen to know our uh, our friends at uh, Rendered Reality are a big fan of this game as well, and a lot of people are. I mean, it's a really good game. I really the only thing that it lacked was the the realistic mechanics, and now it's getting that. So, uh, and that wouldn't have been mean, so much of a problem if it was called uh, Simulation Fishing VR. But when it's called Real Fishing VR, you kind of need the, the mechanics to be real right i think anyway right. right and it's not that there's not room for a, an arcade style fishing game i mean there's one on uh psvr that that's really popular um what, what's it called now i'm having a brain fart just because i'm trying to think of it um catch catch and release is that what's called uh yeah Something like that yeah uh so yeah there, there's a there's always a place for for arcade style games but this game kind of sells itself as a simulation just by the title by the look of it by the structure of the game everything's sim except for the actual gameplay yeah. so now it's it's nice to see the uh, gameplay catching up with everything else yeah absolutely yeah just coming through yeah it is it is catch and release so yeah people, people really like that game i've never played that one yeah, I've never played uh, any fishing game in VR, I don't believe, so this will be a first for me. Oh, dude, it's, it's fun. It's relaxing, uh, you know. Uh, we might actually have to uh, drink some beers while yeah. we play this one. 
Well, and that's one of the things that people love to do is like just have have a couple beers or or like um, uh, Wolverazo was saying, get totally blazed, something to uh, to help you chill, right? Yep, that's what fishing's all about. Yep, my friend. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, we have a couple more items to talk about before we get into our reminders. Um, one of the things being Loco Dojo this past week. VR development studio Make Real announced Loco Dojo Unleashed, an Oculus Quest edition of their crazy collection of VR minigames due to arrive later this year. Just like before, Loco Dojo Unleashed will use these same 16 comedic minigames, such as swatting bats with nunchuck hot dogs, milking pigs with baby pigs, and flinging cats around. Make Real hasn't simply ported the original Loco Dojo over, however, refining the experience to reduce gameplay friction while adding new features. These additions include a new quick play mode to easily find games in multiplayer, whilst the tournament mode for two to four players will provide an even greater challenge. For those times where nobody is about or you just want to practice, a single player mode will be available with the added bonus of trophies to unlock. Uh, what time is it? Uh, quote time. Quote time. Sam Watts, Immersive Partnerships Director at Make Real. And I quote, Following on from the success of the game on PC VR and in location-based VR arcades, we have listened to feedback to include a number of enhancements for Oculus Quest players. For launch, we want to make sure to, that it is as easy as possible to pick up and play and get in the games. We've removed elements that slow gameplay down and added those that improve players' understanding of how to master within the dojo. We've spent considerable effort buffing the wood to provide some to provide the same polished world and hectic gameplay that the title is known for. Loco Dojo Unleashed will arrive at some point later in 2021. Now, Roots, this is a game that's always kind of flown under my radar. And I never really gave it a second look just based on the, the you know, the cartooniness of it, the outlandishness going on. With, if you actually pay attention to what they're doing in these clips, uh, I really never gave this game... A second look but then recently on discord uh i made a new friend and uh in it's a new somebody who actually came and, and joined our community uh another youtuber who his channel is called vr central and um you know upon talking to this dude a little bit he, he invited me to come to his community and participate in a tournament he didn't specify what the tournament was going to be he just said uh we're having a tournament this weekend you should come over and play so i, I go to a dude's channel and i start looking around and there's all these onward videos and you know competitive you know fps stuff and immediately i'm thinking man i've never played onward i'd have no business uh playing with these dudes i'm just going to go embarrass myself so uh i tell the dude you know uh yeah thanks but no thanks you know, competitive FPS is really not my scene, uh, but you should go to my, uh, 
you know, go, go to my discord and, and ask some people to, to join. I'm sure we'd have some, some guys in there that would fit right into your, your tournament and maybe win it. And, uh, he says to me, well, no, it's not competitive FPS. We're doing loco dojo. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I took a second look at this game and roots, this thing looks pretty fun. Yeah. I didn't even know too much about it. I, except for the name of it. Um, until recently I, uh, I got a random invite from Skiva one day for loco dojo. And, um, and I was like, I, I messaged him cause I wasn't able to play, but I was like, never heard of it. Any good. He said, Oh, it's like Mario part mario party right and uh that's where i peaked i love mario party i think it's one of the coolest uh, i played a lot of it growing up with my kids right um so i have a it's like got a special place in my heart um so being able to play a similar type of game in vr uh i i just think it's really cool and um i guess it's kind of cool that this uh, this you said this is a different unique version of it um or as somebody in the uh, uh um in the chat said uh, a good way of saying not cross by um so it's not uh, it's it's going to be different than the PC VR version, correct? Yeah, well, the good thing about that is is if you're if you're really concerned about playing it on PC VR, this is a uh, a Viport Infinity. Ooh, title. oh, I can play it for free, huh? Well, I'll tell you what, dude, I'm I'm peaked. I I want to play the Quest version, and uh, and I'll play the free version as well. Yeah, the the the, the Quest version, uh, while it does have all of the same activities and, and mini games in it. Uh, it's been streamlined to reduce friction, much much like the uh, the quest itself, right? That's kind of their thing, you know, friction free VR gaming. Uh, apparently, that's the big differences, or one of the big differences with the Loco Dojo Unleashed. Ah, well, Diz says with a two ninety nine uh, donation, which we appreciate, Loco Dojo is an absolute absolute hoot every time he plays it, and it's definitely cool. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for the support, Diz. We uh, appreciate you. Yeah. And um, Drew says uh, I got it on sale in the Rift Store for like five bucks. I think a while back. That's not too bad. Five bucks is a good deal. Yeah. So uh, I don't know uh, how much this thing's going to cost. I got to imagine it probably costs a little bit more on Quest. Things generally do. I'd say twenty um, twenty bucks is probably about the right price. Is what it seems like it'll be, but without even playing it. Yeah. But uh, what what the game looks like to me is if um, if that game half and half were a demo, this would be the full game. <laughs> Lipnox says, "What Loco Dojo's and in Vive Infinity? He's got to go later." And he says, "Just kidding, he's still here." <laughs> um, but that's how much he wants to go play it. So uh, that's good. I, I definitely will be checking this out myself. And another reason for you guys to get Viveport Infinity. I don't know why. If you don't have it already, what's wrong with you? I question your soul. Yeah, if you don't have Viport Infinity now, you probably will by the time we get done with free stuff and killer deals. Yeah, that's true. Three new titles, I think there was this week, Roots. That's crazy. Uh, Diz says, yeah, it's $20 normally. So, yeah, I would imagine. It looks like a $20 game. Um, yep. I think it'll sell well at 20 bucks as well. Looks nice and polished and uh, wacky. Loco. Looks loco, bro. It looks like it's going to, I mean, on the quest, it's going to blow up, dude. And like with all the kids and all the, you know what I mean? Parents playing with kids. And I just think it's going to do very well. Yeah, that's true. What did I say? A two to four player multiplayer? Yeah, yeah, four players. And that's one of the things that Drew says that he wishes it was six players. Um, I don't know why six is the the your magic number, Drew, but I agree more people is uh, definitely more fun. 
Well, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, trying this one out at some point. Um, again, it was completely off of my radar until uh, our, our new friend, the wise director, uh, pointed us in the uh, direction of it, and I actually gave it a, a real look. Awesome. Uh, this is the game cat says after signing up for Viveport, I question everyone's soul that hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I question your soul. It's just such a good deal, man. And there's so many good games, and uh, especially if you have a limited library, you go from zero to hero, bro, in about five seconds. Yeah, you'll never run out of shit to play if you've got uh, if you got that subscription. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, one more title before we get to our weekly reminders. Uh, a pretty cool looking one, Roots. A new title from Foray VR Games popped up uh, in the coming soon section of the Oculus Quest store this week. Foray VR Bowl is a new bowling game that features multiplayer support for up to four players. Unlike premium VR bowling before it, Foray VR Bowl that's hard to say, man. Forever, forever, forever bowl uh, appears to be more of an arcade style experience than a simulation. There are six environments that can range from a traditional bowling alley to outer space. There are over 75 balls to unlock, some of which who hold galaxies inside of them, whilst others resemble bombs. There's also a single player mode that pits you against NPCs and the developer has coined the term real feel throw for its throwing mechanic. We don't have a solid release date yet, but quest games usually pop up in the store when they're a few weeks out from release. So uh, roots, here we are uh, a new bowling game. This one, not so much a simulation as the other one, but uh, as we were saying just a moment ago, you know, I, I like a good arcade game, and especially when you're talking about something like bowling uh, and multiplayer, this could really be, end up to be a lot of fun. I think that's the key is the multiplayer being being able to have four of your friend or three of your friends there, you know, hanging out, chilling, BS and whatever, giving each other a hard time. Um, I think it, uh, it looks like it'll be very good. And, uh, you know, I, I do want to call a little bit of fake news on this this trailer right off the bat. Like, look at that guy, dude. Why in the hell is he still using the OG strap? Nobody's using the OG strap. You know, he's hiding his elite strap somewhere behind. Um, I always, I, every time I see that, I just, I think. Well, he had one. It, it broke. He had <laughs> that's right. It broke. Behind. And he's like, he had to go back to the original. Um, I just think that it's, I just, I, I, there was no way I was going to stay. You could use it original. I just don't think many people are. Nah, dude, it, it, it sucks. I mean, it, it, it's it's serviceable. It's usable if it's all that you have. Um, but, man, when you get used to having the new one and then try to go back to that, it, it's not good. Like, um, you know, I've got the second headset here now, and the, the second headset has the, the generic, you know, the, the included strap with it. And um, that's the wife's, you know, the wife's version. Yeah, well if i have to like <laughs> if i run out of battery i can i can switch back to it and use it but you're constantly fiddling with it right uh the whole time you're playing you'll play for five or ten minutes and then adjust it tighten it down adjust it a little more play a little bit more stop adjust the strap and uh it's immersion breaking Man. uh i mean it'll get you through in a pinch but it's not something that you want to uh uh 
uh, use every day. It absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Traveling Man says it releases on May 28th, uh, according to the page. So we're not too far away. And um, that being said, Roots has to use the restroom a little bit. I'll be right back. Sure. Uh, Diz the Game Cat, like we bowling mechanics, finally. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, this, this, I mean, it's interesting that you say that this looks kind of like a Nintendo game, right? It looks like something that, uh, you would expect to see like on switch or something, or, or like you said, we even, um, fun with a friend. Like if this were a single player game, it would be a bit sus, but, uh, the, the, uh, the fact that, uh, you're going to be in here with, uh, your crew, I mean, I mean, this just looks like a good time. Hopefully, uh, there's a bit of freedom in the lobby. Like, uh, you're not, like, node-based or whatever, you know, from your chair to the uh, to the lane or whatever. But as long as there's a little bit of freedom uh, in your little area here for you to uh, hang out um, and the, uh, the, the different mechanics on these different balls uh, are as creative as they appear to be, I mean, I think that this is going to be an absolute blast and uh, one that I'm really looking forward to checking out. Uh, Techno Glitch says, this is a good game to use the old Vive controllers on unless you want to buy a new one of whatever you own. Yeah, I've never used a Vive one. The things look really awkward to me. And I just, I can't get over the lack of a thumbstick and then a, a touchpad in its place i mean that's kind of a deal breaker for me uh, remote control that's what i i don't i don't want to hold a remote control i want to hold a controller and that's the thing that's joysticks bro like joysticks i've had them my whole life you know i'm 46 years old i've been using joysticks for 40 of them or more and now you want me to come go to some trackpad makes no sense to me i agree 100 and also i just realized wes water is heavier than coffee i drink coffee all day long on this show i just start drinking bottles of water and uh i can't i gotta go to the bathroom oh Crazy. yeah yeah that water that water will hit you quickly yeah. that's the gatorade does me the same way uh vr sprag says i still haven't got premium bowling on steam you know i haven't either and i've been thinking about picking it up on on quest but that that's still one that i never pulled the trigger on it, it came down to that or the 11 table tennis and i went with the table tennis first so uh premium bowling was pretty high toward the top of my list but now i don't know man forever bowling looks pretty pretty cool and um i don't know i think i'm going to try to review this game if uh the developer would like some help with promotion because uh, i think it looks fun i think the balls um the bowling balls having something in them is really cool like i think especially in vr it may not be you know if you're looking for a sim um obviously you're not going to look in real life down and see a, a galaxy in a, a bowling ball but i also submit this is what i love about vr wes is i can experience things i can never experience in real life i've never gone to a bowling alley and looked down and saw a aquarium in the middle of my bowling ball i think that's kind of cool um so i definitely would love to play this game as well yeah man and i gotta imagine that the mechanics on and physics of each ball is going to be different depending on which one you grab and uh it makes me curious i mean do you have to take what ball that comes to you or is there a selection or there's got to be a selection know. because, you know, one of those things that, uh, you know, like when you go real bowling, first thing, depending on if you come with your own ball or not, first thing you do is you go find a ball, you know. Um, so I would imagine they probably have like a, a menu, a selection of 
balls balls you've unlocked and you're able to pick which one you want to use for that particular thing which is kind of cool right um and it would also uh, well, i guess it's you wouldn't be able to grab somebody else's ball right because it's not your turn i would imagine uh so i don't know how it all is going to work but well, you can say you're not able to grab other people's balls but you know <laughs> who's going to try anyway <laughs> My uh, she better she better at least try once uh Wolverazza said my kid needs to talk i'll have to watch you later hey bro i know how it is go take care of your business uh the, the show will be here uh at your leisure yeah, so uh, yeah have a good one man thanks for uh stopping by yep anyway uh i think it's going to wrap up our news for the week roots and bring us into our weekly reminders segment and uh, for like the fifth or sixth week in a row roots we have titles out this week and uh, that's where we're going to pick up with our reminders. Uh, first of all, Roots, this is an interesting one to me. Quality title, Flow Weaver, is coming to SteamVR this week. Uh, this, of course, is the uh, surreal dimension hopping puzzler from Stitch Media that we reviewed last month. It was a really good game, and I really enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, but this is the interesting thing to me, Roots. This is coming to SteamVR off of a, a brief exclusivity period on the Oculus Store, right? The thing is, if as of yesterday, reading the SteamVR page, it only supports Oculus Rift on the Steam page. So I, I don't quite understand what they're doing here. I don't know, man. I'm so baffled. You know, baffled me last show when people don't, don't do support for certain controllers, you know? I mean, there's a couple people that have in indexes and Vives and Vive Pros and, and G2s and other things besides the Oculus. Um, you said the Rift, right? You didn't even say Quest 2, right? Well, I mean, I'm we, assuming, we all kind of assume that, that Link I guess, is... Uh, yeah, I guess they consider that the same thing. Um, that's just, that's weird to me, man. I, what's the point? You know, I mean, well, we would need to ask uh, Oculus because, um, by the way, when I say I don't know what they're doing, I'm not talking about Stitch Media. I'm talking about Oculus because Oculus is the uh, publisher of this game. Uh, Stitch Media is the developer. Oculus is publishing it. And if you go into the Steam VR or, or the Steam page for Flow Weaver, you'll see Oculus listed as the publisher. Mm. So uh, I don't know what Oculus is thinking. Maybe they're thinking that. Uh, they could sell this title to people who don't want to buy it from their ecosystem for whatever reason. Maybe people have privacy concerns. Uh, well, I, I'm not, maybe, family, maybe people, family, family share. sharing. There's a lot yeah. of reasons to use Steam over Oculus. So I guess there is a, a place for it, but why would you not just, like you're eliminating all those, and, and to be fair, for all we know, it works on all those controllers. That's another thing that drives me crazy is like some, sometimes it says it only supports whatever and it works on everything well why not research it and then put it in your thing and then everybody knows what it can play on i don't know i just i like money Wes, so i would assume that um people that sell games like money as well and you know setting things up to to maximize the amount of people buying your game is always good when it comes to selling things so yeah and it could just be that that their steam page hasn't been updated yet like it like they started it at the time that it only supported Rift, but now it's going to support another headset, like Vive or Index or something. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just I think you're setting yourself up for for failure when you 
do something like this because generally what happens when people go to steam vr and only support rift they get a bunch of negative reviews even if it's a great game uh which is something that you don't want you don't want people to buy this under the impression that they're going to be able to play it on their index and, and then have to have to refund it and then you get a negative review out of it you know i just i don't know enough about the industry and i guess you know someone like tiffany or or a developer would would could probably fill me in on that you know what it takes like is it that difficult to make sure your game works on on multiple controller schematics um or at least game test it or whatever it's just so to me it seems like such a easy fix um it's like these developers that will put out a game with the intention to patch it you know why not fix the things first if you can i mean i know sometimes things come up and you can't do that but it just seems like a lot of developers um are lazy and they'll just throw it out there with the intention we'll fix it well you just screwed about 20 percent of your sales um who knows how much it, it affects it so that's just crazy to me yeah me, me as well um speaking of our friend tiffany too uh just think you know we're only a couple of weeks away now from the uh the saints and sinners aftershocks dlc Ooh. i mean it's like what it's less than two weeks now before we get that thing yeah i can't wait more I i've, I've wait, wanted man. more story since uh i beat it well i didn't technically beat it i i did i need to tell you what i did west one time because i did something that i just wasn't proud of and it just turned out horribly and i had to stop right there and say i'm going to redo <laughs> it and i never went back we'll, we'll talk about it um Maybe we'll, we'll 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 get into some details and stuff after the uh, uh, aftershocks comes out, and we're talking about that. Yeah, because because we're going to assume that anybody who watches that um, is up to date on the story. Because again, this is post the events of the original campaign, so uh, anybody who is privy to the aftershocks is going to get spoiler. Uh, content by default it's just because that's what it is you know yeah that's true uh but other than flow weaver this week uh we also have demio coming out on may 6th coming to us from resolution games to oculus quest and steam vr the rift version uh is said to be launching a couple weeks later oh so, okay yeah Cool. Yeah, so much like uh, Star Wars Pinball VR this past week, Demio, very much the uh, same situation where you can get it on Oculus Quest or you can get it on Steam VR. Yeah, this game looks amazing. It does, man. And the more I see of it, the, the, the more details that I notice. And it looks like uh, it looks like a big step up in terms of scope from anything that, that Resolution Games has ever done before. And these guys keep raising the bar. And I told them this the other day when uh, I wrote them an email. And, um, man, when you think about how far these guys have come from the initial release of the Angry Birds Isle of Pigs with the the four levels that were, were kind of bare bones and, uh, you know, the gameplay that was just kind of all right. Uh, they've gone from that to turning that game around, you know, to Akron, to to blast on and now this they just keep raising the bar on the scope of their games and um and they're achieving a lot of success since the uh advent of the oculus quest and 
judging by the looks of it, it's well deserved. Yeah. Well, you know what looks cool to me of this is if you noticed, like when the the people the dude threw the dice, one of the other players' face mask was was down in the board. Um, like you can zoom it up and get down in the up in your grill. Like it's just different ways you can look at it. it looks like, um, which is really intriguing to me because I uh, I don't necessarily want to stand outside the table. I might want to zoom in and be up close, looking at that stuff a lot closer. Um, it just looks really cool. Yeah, it looks like you're going to be able to get down in on it, like um, kind of like Mini Motor Racing X, right? Where you can just kind of get right down into the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, just zoom in. That's cool. Yeah, it looks awesome, and uh, you know, thankfully, you know, we've been anticipating this for, for some time. Only what four more days now to uh till we have we uh we can finally uh talk about this one so um yeah yeah looking forward to it yeah our hands are tied right now but i'm itching uh the wizard's dark times from carbon studio coming to oculus quest on the very same day and it's interesting roots this one kind of just drops from out of nowhere <clears throat> and while the gameplay is a very different style of game uh, it's it's very similar thematically to the Demio, right? They they both kind of have this dungeon crawler aesthetic going on, and um, I, I feel like the, these games are both going to kind of appeal to the same crowd. Yeah, and uh, it, it's an interesting decision to have them uh, drop on the very same day. I, I would have liked to have uh, seen the Wizards drop last week, right? You know? A little bit earlier, yeah, especially when there's not as much going out um although it is a little bit different as far as like because i kind of feel like with with demio you're you're um you're kind of controlling the players and everything's kind of out of your hand we're here is like you're literally everything is in your hands um you know uh somebody just told me this too this is on viveport infinity i, I believe and they were they yep. were excited to check it out and i had gone back in and played a little bit of this as well and i couldn't i had forgotten how good the gameplay is wes it's just so so cool to 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 turn your hand and and do a certain thing and just have a fireball pop up in your hand right or take your thing and pull it forward and have your shield or uh that ice shard do the the bow you know um it, it, it's it's super cool mechanics one of the i just forgot how good this game is wes and now i want to go back and play it again yeah it's the best example that we have of gesture-based gameplay in vr period Th this is the gold standard with regards to gesture-based gameplay. And uh, it's interesting now coming to Oculus Quest, it makes you wonder, uh, are they going to incorporate the hand tracking at some point? Because uh, I don't know how um, how accurate and detailed the, the Oculus hand tracking SDK is, but if it can handle, uh, you know, if it's good enough to handle all these different gestures and read it accurately, I mean, you're talking about another level of immersion now in this game, right? It would be cool, but I, I think, I don't know. I, the only thing I would be torn about, and I, I don't remember, even though I just played it recently, I don't remember the haptics and what it felt. That's my own, and I say that every time when it comes to hand tracking. I, I don't know if the, the, the haptics would be missed or something, but I think it would definitely add um, a different level of immersion on a different end um, that might even supersede that those haptics, right? So Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a cool option, something cool to try. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if it's done very well, because um, everything is gesture-based. So, yep, Absolutely. 
anyway, uh, coming uh, to the Oculus Quest store on May 6th, just like Demio. So uh, plenty of good choices this week. Flow Weaver, Demio, The Wizards, uh, you know, quality, quality stuff. So yep. uh, can't yeah. go wrong with any of those. Absolutely. Um, that brings us to our next reminder. And this is the part of the show where we ask all of you to please join us in doing our part to support these awesome game developers by taking just a moment with us in real time as we go and wish list one of these games that we've been talking today. And I, you know, uh, I think it's kind of a no brainer for me. Uh, I'm going for forever ball roots right off the top. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause I don't have that on there. And a lot of the stuff that are on the list, I already have in my library, so I can't really request it. And after the fall is already on my list as well. Oh, a lot yeah, of good if, stuff. I mean, if it was a clean slate, we'd be going after the fall Absolutely. immediately. Right. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but I would say if I didn't own real fishing, I'd be doing that. I, 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 um, local dojo. That's a great one as well. Dino, man, if you don't have that wish listed, I question your soul. Uh, traveling man says he's getting dark times for action adventure and he's getting Demio to get people into VR. And I think that's a very go, solid plan. If you know anybody that loves dungeons and dragons, um, they're going to geek out when they find out that, that, that Demio exists. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's some of these recent uh, promos that I've seen for this thing just make it look amazing. And I got to imagine if that's your scene, man, uh, it must be awesome. I mean, I, I'm not a big D&D guy and it looks sick to me. So, you know, I can only imagine what those people uh, think when they see something like that. Absolutely. Lipnox wants to know if Forever Bowl is on Steam. I thought you found a trailer on Quest, right? Or Oculus Store. So I don't even know. Is it on Steam? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's on Steam or not. I, I was thinking that you posted it from Steam the other day, didn't you? I may have, actually. I don't remember, to be honest. But uh, you, you posted it in the Discord. And I think the one that you posted was from Steam. Hmm. So uh, if I did, it was probably off of a. Um, off of a uh a web search page of steam versus the uh the actual steam but either way let me see here if it's not too far back i'll 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 see and yeah i'm not well i guess i could just search yeah i don't i just searched it in the uh on here i'm only seeing premium bowling coming to quest it even says i don't see um forever bowling on steam at all so it may not be coming to steam i don't know oh yeah the one you the one you posted is oculus quest as well so yeah it's kind of this is an oculus quest game yeah as of right now yeah so, well, a... yeah get used to it pc players <laughs> man this is just the beginning indeed all right so uh that's uh um you guys uh be sure to let us know what you uh wish listed in the comments down below uh again uh this is a kind of a big deal for these developers it's a uh, one way that you can help them out without uh spending any money and uh we've talked about some great games today so we'd be glad uh, to know what you added to your wish list yeah 
All right, Root Sets bringing us to Free Stuff and Killer Deals. Everybody's favorite reminder. And uh, last week, uh, this is going to be the last week for the April PlayStation Plus offerings. So if you haven't already claimed Days Gone, Zombie Army 4, and Odd World Soulstorm, you've got two days left to, uh, to grab them. So go do it now. Don't let these awesome games get away from you. Um, do it now before there's still time. Free is free. That's right. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, also free uh, as a part of the Sony Play at Home initiative. So anyone who has a PlayStation can go right now and claim Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition for absolutely no cost. Um, Have you tried that? Like Roots. No, I, I got it in my library, but no, man, I'm, you know, I, I barely play flat games. I'm, I've played Returnal, but I mean, it's a next gen Sony exclusive. You know, it's, it takes that sort of thing really to get me out of the headset. Yeah, I, I, I guess everybody's different. I, I teach their own. I, I just, to me, that seems foreign for me as far as like some people, I, somebody in the chat even said, at least you're open to playing some flat. They were like, I, I can't do flat anymore. Um, I just have different moods sometimes i feel in the mood to play a flat game sometimes i feel in the mood to be in the vr just like sometimes i want to watch a movie sometimes i want to watch tv sometimes i want to surf youtube um you know what i mean like there's just so many different options to me it seems so weird to limit yourself um like you said there's so many good amazing games on flat and maybe it's not your thing but um there's reasons to play it but uh i guess each to each their own um but i, I kind of feel like it's like the PCVR people saying, oh, I'm not, I'll never play a standalone game. Um, you're really limiting yourself to a lot of amazing experiences or games by by just saying, I, I just absolutely will never play that type of game ever again. Uh, seems very bizarre to me. Well, you know, we've had many discussions uh, about this, and I just prefer to play VR most of the time. Uh, I, I don't have unlimited time to play games. I only have a very limited amount of time to play games and i don't That's i don't have valid. enough time i i don't get my feel of vr right. like if i was if i had hours and hours of vr then i might be a little more open to spend more time on flat games but as it stands i don't have enough time for vr so um i think it that's takes it. I think something that's super it valid. takes something like yeah it takes something like returnal to to have me choose it over vr you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think that's my problem i have so much time sometimes on my hands that i uh um i can't just do vr all the time it just get it's too much uh right. i need some i need a, a little bit of flavor a little bit of seasoning a little bit of difference you know um, need to hang out with the guys sometimes you can't yeah. just be doing it with the ladies all the time huh? yeah absolutely uh, um PSN having a, uh, a substantial uh, VR sale this week. Some good titles on sale for some good prices. Uh, of course, Star Wars St Squadrons always blows my mind when this game goes on sale. It's such a recent AAA Star Wars release. Uh, 20 bucks just seems odd to me that you can buy something that's this high of quality for that low of a price. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have your HOTUS, you're going to be having fun man it's so good with the hodas yeah yeah absolutely uh and how about this roots vader immortal the complete series 
fifteen dollars on PlayStation right now. Oh my god, dude! I wish I got that deal when it came out. Fifteen dollars. That's a good deal, yeah. bro. It's you like get the one dojo. Episode. Yeah, one episode, fifteen bucks. That's what it should have cost. And uh, then I ever everybody would have been raving about how good it is. Although it is a good, and you do get the dojo. Don't forget about the dojo. But uh, definitely dojo. fifteen dollars is worth it for sure. Yeah, that's what I was saying about the uh, Star Wars pinball, bro. It would be a lot better if it had a lightsaber dojo. Yeah, well, that's true. I think they should just put a lightsaber dojo in every game. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even if it's just like, okay, your game is mediocre, just add the dojo. And then people will say, yeah. well, it's got the dojo. Um, dojo is awesome. Yeah. Uh, talk about deal roots. How about intruders hide and seek for two bucks? Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a awesome deal uh, it's so, like stupid not to own that game right i'm surprised anybody doesn't because i think that's i mean I, i've seen it on sale for two bucks a couple times and uh it's definitely um worth playing for two bucks actually it's worth the cost of admission when we played it originally so yeah yeah um one of the best examples of storytelling in vr period and um you know on top of that a very challenging stealth-based uh, game i was so, just telling uh, mash how much how frustrating that game is today when it comes from getting caught you know what i mean it's yeah, it's man. not easy it's definitely it's got it's uh, that mansion is huge so yeah yeah uh, it's uh it's growing on me this uh this stealth I'm, I'm getting used to playing more of them now and uh getting better at it it works it's a different thing in vr isn't it these stealth games completely different i ain't do something that makes no logical sense Wes and I I realize it's happening and I don't know how to fix it I will pretend kind of like a baby that you know peekaboo that I if I don't look they can't see me <laughs> yeah. and then <laughs> it never works bro they get me and it's like fuck man um you kind of need to pay attention roots so yeah you can hear them coming up behind you can't you you yeah. know you know it don't work yeah uh ace combat 7 uh, on sale for 21 bucks now this game only has limited vr content in it but the content that is in it is very good and this game has been 60 bucks since the time that it launched so uh if this is something that you want to play you're not going to get a much better deal than 21 dollars. oh god that's a steal dude um i i pulled a scene but i couldn't remember if this was wasn't this a trailer that no matter what we do we get nailed for it yeah Okay, yeah. so I, I figured I'd pull it and then ask you and before I pull, put it on screen because I, I just don't feel like dealing with that today. No, so. no, we, we can't we can't properly promote this game because we will be penalized by the uh, content owner if we do. So we'll just tell you to buy their game. Yeah, just buy it. 21 bucks. Uh, don't Knock Twice Roots is one of the very few well-known VR horror games that I have never played. I don't even, for some reason, uh, I missed that on my list. Well, I'd say, I, and we were just talking about how we've never played it. Maybe this is the time to pick it up when, when it's on sale. What's the cost of it? 12 bucks. Oh, Jesus, that's not bad. Not too bad. And again, uh, you tell Roots to don't knock twice. What's he going to do? I'm going to knock. I'm going to walk in He's there and try knock. to knock really quickly. <laughs> I think this might even be on uh, Infinity. It used to be, I think. I'm not sure if it still is. Oh, I need to check it out. Uh, just so that we can say, man, I need to go knock. Somebody said it's really good, the movie and the game, the other episode. So, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know why I haven't played it. I just have it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Mm. One of the all-time great horror games and one of my favorite experiences that I've ever had in VR, Here They Lie, a profound uh, experience, you know, w- which has meaning on multiple different levels. Um, eight bucks and uh, not for the faint of heart this one so uh if uh if humanity at its worst is something that disturbs you 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 might want to approach this one with caution yeah yeah it blew me away several times i won't go into the stories because i've mentioned it many times but it's just so good definitely worth trying especially for that price yeah and if you have something against uh zebrahead guys then then you're really going to get your money's worth out of this one yeah absolutely and this is one of the ones that west west's wet dream would be for the somehow the devs to come back together and make a sequel right never Dude, happening but I, even just to have like a remaster like a, a sequel would be great but even if i didn't get a, a sequel I, I want a, a proper remaster of this game so that i can play it and have the visuals be crystal clear and stuff uh, a ps5 patch anything i'm just uh, i love this game so much and it uh i feel like it's becoming kind of a cult classic amongst the the, the playstation community everybody loves this game uh but I, I don't feel like it was a huge hit right off the bat but now everybody knows it everybody loves it and uh it's too bad it's too bad that uh we'll probably never see anything else from this uh franchise ever again yeah, maybe we'll see somebody that's inspired by it that actually could do a bit even more. You know, you never know. Yeah, you never know. That's right. Pretty cool. But uh, I love it. If you don't have it, $8 is a steal on it. And uh, you should get it and play it right now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Here They Lie was on our list as one of the great horror games. Paranormal Activity of Lost Soul was one of the good ones, the very good ones. And uh, it's only $6. Oh, wow. Which one was it? You said, uh, paranormal activity, oh, yeah. the lost okay. soul. I was looking at, yeah. I was noticing my, um, you know, if you ever have your video card fan on too high, it was like messing with my mic. Isn't that weird? It's hmm. like, I don't know. That's just a weird thing to me. Uh, Robinson, the journey, another old school, high quality game from Crytek. uh, nine bucks. I would certainly say it's worth it. Yeah. Dinosaurs, right? Yep. Yeah, exploration game some some puzzling in it as well but uh just being in the presence of the dinosaurs on this island uh is worth the uh nine dollar cost of admission yeah for sure uh rush now this is a no-brainer when you talk about multiplayer games something you can bring a friend into and have a blast rush is one of those games and at six dollars i mean come on man yeah come on man how dare you come on, or hit the uh, hit the other one and a how dare you um how dare you interrupt your come on man greta um <laughs> but i'll tell you what dude this is a, it's a really good racing game for sure or flying racing game yeah yeah it's a it's a wingsuit uh racing game and um there, there's a bunch of different tracks uh there uh lots of different levels um different environments and up to eight players can play this on playstation that's crazy it's crazy yeah yeah six bucks yeah it's a steal 
Uh, Shadow Legend. Have you got your feel of Skyrim, but uh, want want to play something similar but different? Shadow Legend's only fourteen dollars. Yeah, that's a really good game, actually. Very good dungeon crawler, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. I never played this one. What? We talked about it. What? Did you not? I know it we talked. Me? Yeah. Well, no. It was uh, when Main Fan and Alex were on the show, and maybe it was just one yep. of those games that you hadn't tried. But it's actually it's pretty good. Yep, that's what they say and yeah. especially like uh psvr people like really really dug this one when it finally made its way over to the uh console i was impressed now this may be different now i was impressed by the way it felt like um just moving around and and uh and doing everything it was good um ultra wings uh i mean before we had all these cool flight games that we have over the last year uh in vr ultra wings was kind of where it was at and uh it's a high quality title going to be getting a sequel soon uh but in the meantime if you haven't got it you know seven bucks all day long do you think the sequel will be more graphic like they'll upgrade the graphics and stuff um because this was really good yeah it was good it was good for what it was and uh i enjoy it so yeah, I, I wouldn't expect it to be a night and a night and day overhaul, but I would expect slightly better graphics um, and, and just some new environments and some new planes, pretty much. Cool. Uh, but anyway, that that's uh, the conclusion of our picks from the PSN sale. There, there's obviously more PlayStation VR titles than what we listed here on sale. So if PSN and PlayStation is your preferred method of VRing, then uh, you might want to check the sale out for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, Epic Game Store free title this week is Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. This roots is a Dungeons and Dragons game. Is it really? Oh, I need. I have. Mm-hmm. I didn't even go over there today. I need to get my new game uh, just in case I decide to play it. Yeah, add to that library, bro. Yeah, and uh, take advantage of the generosity of uh, Tim Sweeney. Yeah, absolutely. You know who loves Tim Sweeney? <laughs> My mom. I don't know that either. Does she? Or do you love Tim Sweeney? <laughs> uh, the Oculus Quest Store daily deal. I guess we have to check that one in real time because we did. I didn't know yesterday and. Obviously, I can't see the future on everything, so... You could have. You could have guessed. And you probably been wrong. Probably. But, uh, let's see here. Fruit Ninja. 12 bucks. I don't know about that one, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun game, but 12 bucks for Fruit Ninja, I feel like we're kind of past that. Yeah, I don't really feel care about slicing fruit anymore. I guess if I was a newbie, maybe but uh that is the oculus quest deal of the day fruit ninja uh now the bundles are a different story there are three of them this week and first of all we have the star wars day bundle which gives you all of the oculus quest star wars content in one bundle for 60 dollars, which i think is a pretty good deal you get all three vader immortals you get the tales from the galaxy's edge and you get Star Wars pinball. So uh, you get those three for uh, on average 20 bucks a piece, which is uh, like a five to $10 discount on each one. So not bad. Unless you own everything except for pinball. 
then you're going to pay yeah. full price, which I don't, un- yeah. that, that to me that <laughs> I've seen that several times people are confused. They're like, why is this full price? And it's like, because they're not giving you a deal on the new game. And that's right. kind of shitty. Just trying to trick, they're just trying to trick you into buying more. Yeah. I just think it's shitty, man. You should at least give me a couple bucks or something. Now, if it's going to be in the bundle, right? Yeah. Otherwise just don't put it in the bundle. Yeah, absolutely. You should get a discount on every single game. Um, somewhat somehow somehow get a discount but uh yeah, they did the deal. same thing yeah they did the same thing with the climb because i was going to pick up the climb in a similar situation uh the climb two rather because i already had the climb and um there was no discount like it just was full price and so, i was like well fuck so you. let me ask you this do you think this business model is hurting or helping them because i've just established where we both just established they're preventing both of us from playing stuff buying stuff that's happened to me several times where I've gone in and it's not even a deal. So I just don't buy it all together. Um, well, yeah, I don't buy, I, I don't pay full price. I mean, on, on the rare occasion that I buy a game, I certainly don't pay full price. Like you, you have to have the game of games. If I'm going to just come in and buy a game full price right off the top, especially yeah. games like these that are, you know, let's be honest, overpriced to begin with. Um, yeah well hopefully they'll learn from their lesson and maybe they can look at their what they're selling maybe i'm wrong maybe they're still selling the hell out of them i just think it's kind of deceptive yeah it is a little little weird but uh it is what it is yeah uh the other two bundles first of all we have arizona sunshine and traffic jams for 45 dollars um basically you buy arizona sunshine you get traffic jams for five bucks Oh, wow. Well, uh, I wish it was the other way around. You buy traffic jams and you get Arizona Sunshine for 20 bucks or something. Because that's the deal I want. Um, I would love to own Arizona Sunshine on uh, Quest 2. I just can't justify justify the the $40 price for a game that's been out for as long as it has. Even though, I guess, not on the Quest Store, but still. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's overpriced. You know, everybody's always known it's overpriced. And this is a perfect example of what I was just saying. I'm not buying a game for full price. I don't think anybody's ever paid $40 for Arizona Sunshine. Man. You know, it's crazy. But it's a great game. It's just not, it's not Asgard's Wrath. You know what I mean? And it's five years old, you know, like uh, that has to be taken into the consideration, you know? Now, I'll tell you what, if they promise me that, uh, that uh, after the fall has an eight-hour campaign, I'll lay down forty bucks right now for it and pre-order it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're talking about going back in time for Arizona Sunshine, you probably would have paid forty bucks then too, um, because at the time it was amazing, and it's still amazing. It's just uh, starting to show its age. Uh, it's definitely not worth forty bucks today. Yeah, it was one of the things I couldn't believe uh, coming into VR was how cheap the games were. Like I was, you know, regular games were like. 50 and 60 bucks i was expecting vr games to be like 70 bucks you know more not less yeah oh we're getting there somewhat someday right we can dream right uh (laughs) the uh the third bundle prison boss vr and please don't touch anything two games that uh, reviewed fairly well but i haven't played either of them uh all i can say about it is 24 dollars is not a lot of money yeah no it's not bad uh at all and i know prison boss i know that game from rowdy guy and i was just seeing his video today it's like six million views or something uh it's crazy but it's actually kind of a cool game 
prison boss. Yeah, uh, Prison Boss, another um, Infinity game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that brings us to the Oculus Link store, also known as the Oculus Rift store. Um, the same old, same old stuff on there, but there was one notable title on sale, that being Carnage Chronicles. Uh, there's an awesome co-op game for you, 17 bucks. Uh, worth it all day long yeah absolutely now do you know is this game can you play rift and steam together or i have no idea yeah that's something i guess i'm curious about i know I've, i played it on steam i've never played it on oculus so yeah i don't know i don't know i think i, I played it it was on steam as well so cool well, it's a fun game i can say that yeah it's definitely really good definitely worth 17 bucks all day 100 percent Right, uh, speaking of Steam, uh, some pretty good sales on Steam this week. Um, first of all, Zero Caliber, a title we've talked about more and more lately, is on sale for uh, 20% off at uh, $20. Yeah, that's a really good deal. 20 bucks is worth it for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Matter, one of, one of the better story-driven puzzlers in VR, $15. Certainly worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, those of you who watched my uh, talk on horror games the other day, you might remember me telling you of a launch era title uh, called Nevermind. Uh, that's a horror title that had the capability of pairing up with a biofeedback monitor, like a heart rate monitor, to try to determine when something in the game is scaring you so that it can use that one thing more to scare you even more uh well it just so happens that nevermind is on sale this week for four dollars and uh you know you know dated game performance issues notwithstanding uh, i did enjoy my time in this game way back when i played it and uh certainly worth four dollars i paid i paid a lot more than that for it i wonder what it's like with that heart monitor um like you said you didn't get a chance to use it interested to see if it really does uh ramp things up or not i'd be interested to see what it's like with my 3080 because uh it, this thing had some heavy aliasing in it like it was probably the most shimmery game i've ever seen uh but there's a setting in the menu that makes it bearable like it's unbearable at first but like there's a checkbox you put in for like vr graphics or whatever and it makes it a lot better so oh, okay uh, I'd be interested to see what the thing looks like on uh, modern equipment because I haven't played this since I was on CV1 well, way back when. You could do both. You could find out how the heart monitor works and you could check it out. And Lipnox VR coming through with the uh, info. Carnage Chronicles does not um, cross-play with Rift and Steam, unfortunately. So if you want to play it with your friends, you're going to have to buy the same version. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks for the info, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, seeking Dawn. Uh, I think this is a pretty good candidate for a uh, money show. Roots at nine dollars. This is a great candidate for both what you just said for a money show, and I want to know how this thing runs on Wes's thirty eighty slash. Not you said you have a ninety seven hundred or i nine, right? Yeah, yeah. So it it should you should have no. I mean, it should run super smooth for you. 
I never had any issues with Seeking Dawn to begin with. Um, the only issues I've ever had from Seeking Dawn are co-op, co-op issues. Um, but as far as like playing it single player, I, I jacked the graphics up and it's a beautiful game. And uh, it always ran great for me. Yeah, it's actually very well, very good game crafting. I mean, it's it's done so well. Um, it just has some jank with the, uh, like you said, with the multiplayer, but very good game. Definitely worth yeah, the uh, underrated. sale price. Yeah, yeah, underrated. Worth $9, like, all day long. Absolutely. Not Al, The Lost Eye. Uh, a new release. One I enjoyed fairly well. Uh, $21, and I recommend it for $21. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Atex Cybernetic. Here's one that I haven't tried, but uh, uh, a lot of people say that this is a very good game and that I should try it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I have it right five, up. I can't remember. Five bucks for this one. Oh, God. that's a, There's no reason not to try it. Mm -hmm. uh, Operation Warcade. This is one that I have played extensively and can definitely say is worth the 10 bucks that they're asking for it. Yeah, I can't wait till this comes to Quest. Definitely worth 10 bucks all day. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, he just put Pangman out on App Lab. I had no idea he was even going to do that. Really? Wow. I definitely yep. have to check that out. Yeah, I need to play Pang Man. You know, it's the only one of the uh, Ivanovich games that I haven't tried yet. And um, I like all the other ones. So I, I, I'd say it's probably good too. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, one more note when it comes to uh, Steam this week there is a free demo for Against. And Against is the um, the upcoming uh horror slash parkour slash rhythm game from joyway the uh developers of stride this game looks super cool and uh we can all try it right now for free uh on steam oh wow that actually looks pretty cool looks different you know what i mean yeah yeah it looks very different it looks uh it looks awesome i'm, I'm actually looking forward to this one more than stride even yeah, me too. And I'm uh, reluctant to try a demo because I want to play the game in its fullness. Uh, Andy McAvoy coming through says, Wes, but Roots, one of high funky coffee's mm -hmm. roots. But Wes, a Red, Red Bull. Bull or whatever you like. Okay, I got you. I got you. Bye. It's supposed to say bye, not but. Buy Roots, one of high funky coffee's. And uh, buy Wes, uh, a Red Bull or whatever you like. Yeah, yeah, we okay. definitely Thanks, appreciate man. that. Yeah, appreciate. I that. can get a, I can get, a, I can take my half of the money and get a, a four pack of Red Bulls roots. You just gonna be stuck with your one coffee. One coffee. That's expensive coffee, bro. I don't usually. Thanks, and Andy. just just to be fair, and I will say this: I, I drink, I buy coffee out less than I do um, drink it in here because I, you know, I can cost of a, a bottle of water, a couple bottles of water, and some. Uh, browns it's a lot cheaper right yeah well you know what i've been uh, i've actually been craving a cappuccino here lately Ooh. uh so uh, yeah, why don't you go get you a red bull and yeah. i'm gonna go get me a coffee yeah go get you a quad venti white mocha that means you have four shots yeah, of espresso uh, <laughs> andy realizing that that, that he's uh the, all, all the typos that were in there that's all right bro we got it we, we figured it out after the uh second read through <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate so, it. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. 
anyway, um, that brings us to Viport Infinity. And as I mentioned earlier, three new titles came to Viport this week. As um, Lipnox pointed out just a moment ago in the chat, Na'al, The Lost Eye, is one of those titles, Roots, on the 31st of April. Uh, this brand new release hit Viport Infinity. And it's a perfect example of why that, you know, 10 or $12 per month, whatever it costs, is uh, is worth it all day. Because that's like half the price of this game. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not just stuck to this game. If you don't like this game, you can go to a different game, um, which I don't see how you would not like this game. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely the best, best deal in PC VR, hands down. Sure. Yeah, I remember at the time, I don't, I don't remember, maybe it was Masher or somebody said that uh, they were going to wait until it hit Infinity. Well, here, here you is. go, bro. There, you, there it is. Yeah, Mash, you better play it now. So I think both of those titles that came out that week, so it was A Wake In and Not Owl the Lost Eye came out the same week. And uh, now they're both available on Infinity. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, say if you don't like it, you want to go play something else. Well, you can go play the wizard's dark times. How's that for something else? Yeah. And you're going to be playing it in full PC VR goodness with the graphics. This is one of the most beautiful games, um, I've played in a long time and the, the gameplay is so amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, again, uh, the best, the best gesture based, uh, gameplay in, in VR that I've experienced. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Diz the Game Cat making a good point. Eight ninety nine per month if you uh, if you choose the annual plan. Ah, okay. So, so Lipnox says he didn't like the game. I don't know if that was Nau or Dark Times, but uh, he was not a fan of it. He said the screen is weird. He's probably talking about that blink uh, effect. There, yeah, there, there's a. Um, you you just have to go into the uh, the menu and and toggle it on and off uh, every time you die, or at least that was the the back then. They may have fixed it by now. I imagine they probably have, but there was a blink effect that that would make the uh, the screen black out weirdly as you went through it. But uh, th there was a way to toggle something in the menu uh, to to uh, fix that, but you had to do it every time you died because it would reset. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird. Diz says Wizards is awesome on PC, and I agree 100%. And uh, like I said, I couldn't, I had forgotten how good the gameplay was until I went back in and tried it again. And I was like, damn, this game is good. Oh, well, he said he means he didn't like uh, Niall, and he meant the podcast screen. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. All right. Um, in addition to those two games, uh, Viport finally offering Gorilla Tag Roots, and I think they just added a, a new map or something to Gorilla Tag this past week. This is a weird one for me, Wes, because this is free already, right? Which is cool. I mean, yeah. you want it on your platform already, um, but it's one of those things that uh, um, I already have it on Steam. I will probably would pick it up on Infinity as well. Um, well I need to try this. I game. don't have it on. Yeah, I don't have it on Steam. I haven't picked it up. I haven't played it yet. Uh, really the only reason I'm mentioning it here because like the last three times I talked to my Viport guy, he's always mentioned, dude, we got Gorilla Tag coming. Gorilla Tag's on the way. We're going to have it soon. And they're like, 
Well, I'll All tell right, you, man. people love this game, man. I've never played it either. I downloaded it with the intention to play it because I figured we might talk about it at some point, and then I just never went into it. But I know Delirium Drew and a couple of people have raved about this game. I think it was Drew. So Money Show 9, live from Gorilla Tag. Gorilla Tag, <laughs> hell yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to have a freaking conversation in the middle of this kind of stuff? And chaos, dude. Chaos, yeah. We might use it as a backup if we crash out or something or whatever we're playing. Maybe we'll go gorilla tag style. Well, that is a reality that people don't realize. Sometimes our first uh choice is not always uh well, perfect example was that pool game, you know. Yeah, like, golf pool. Golf pool. We totally were gonna do it from there, and then it was like, no, you're not. So Yeah, yeah. Lipnox says Gorilla Tag custom levels are crazy. Womps fortress. Gorilla Tag so yeah, there's like Mario levels in Gorilla Tag now. Yeah. Well, apparently, I mean, if if you're the contact from Viveport is stressing that it's coming multiple times, um, it's it's gotta be bigger than we even know. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be stressing it to you unless um it's being very well received. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was right on the verge of going viral there for a good minute, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because it was free. By the way, while we're talking about these custom levels for this thing, I want to shout out the modders out there in the modding community continuing to do God's work. Uh, you know, we recently talked about GTFO getting a, a great mod and a Fallout 4, which is probably, I mean, if I can ever get the new releases to stop, uh, that Fallout 4 mod is probably the top thing I want to play right now. I really want to check that out. Um I mean, then there's Luke Ross mod that we've talked about many times. And now uh, I've just read about the, uh, there's a No Man's Sky mod that seems really cool that, that uh, I just learned about today. Wow. Somebody said there was a rumor there's a Red Dead Redemption 2 mod. I mean, I haven't confirmed or denied that, but uh, I would love it. Uh, Les Marwick says the Outer Wilds VR mod is, is great. Yeah, I installed that one and never booted it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Um, and that's the thing is there's just so many good mods and and how many games out there. You know, it's pretty much there's not, I don't think there's any game out there off the limits. I mean, I don't know, I guess maybe a cyberpunk mod, but uh, let's be honest, who wants to play that game after all the jank that has ensued from it? Yeah, see, that that's the thing about this. You know, when it comes to the VR platforms, uh, you know, the advantages with with regards to game releases always ebbs and flows from one platform to the next. You know, this week PC or this year PC will have the best games. Next year PlayStation will have the best games. Next year Quest will have the best games. But uh, even when PC VR is down, they always have modding. Modding is always a fallback that that makes their platform worth having at all times because any day you could have some flat game just all of a sudden able to play it in vr yeah absolutely and like legit play it with full motion controls i mean so many examples uh, yeah. of and this. it's a it's a point that scion and drilla will make a lot and it's very valid you know i mean let's ask a quest a quest person that has only a quest and no computer how's your gta 5 mod you know i i i GTA 5, the Luke Ross mod has been one of the, the coolest, best things I've tried this year in VR. I can't do it without a PC. Uh, I guess you could try to do it with Shadow PC, maybe. I mean, that's starting to try to take off now. 
Um, but there is, there's benefits to PC VR and we, we, we downplay cause quest is amazing, but there are, there are reasons why you would want to have a PC VR if you don't for sure. Uh, I want to call you in the chat, ask what is the no man's sky mod? It's a, it's a mod that's based around uh, realistic immersion, uh, to make it a more realistic experience. So they minimize the HUD in, in the game, uh when you're exploring the um the 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 planets on the on the surface level uh, all of this text and stuff that's popping up constantly in your face most of that's been eliminated so now it's just a straight exploration if you want to examine uh, an element or something that you're finding and, and harvesting you have to like literally take out your pda or whatever and and scan the thing to get the info on it. it don't just pop up in your face uh furthermore um the uh the navigation with the ship is much more challenging now it's not so arcade style it's it's a lot more realistic uh and difficult to drive your ship oh and and um you can't automatically summon your ship anymore. So if you park your ship on a planet and you decide to take off on foot to explore, you better keep uh, your bearings right and uh, pay attention to how far you're walking because you got to walk back to your ship. It's not going to come and, and rescue you anymore. So uh, a much more realistic experience is what they're going for. And uh, it seemed really cool. I don't know if fetching the ship is not realistic. I mean, we got that in 2021. I just pull out my phone and have my Tesla drive over and pick me up. Right. Um, if it doesn't right. crash, burn. Uh, well, the idea was to um, make it know, more uh, difficult. Realistic exploration is what they're trying to, to get across here. You, you're, you are on your... Uh, your ship and uh, you're, you're discovering new planets like you would as if it were a real thing and uh, you know and you're going to park on a planet and you're going to take off on foot and set up camps and do what you what you can but it's not all going to be spoon fed to you anymore it, it's it's going to be something that you have to work at a little bit yeah sounds hard <laughs> all right uh anyway um I think it's going to, oh, how could I forget our final set of reminders? And that is how you can support us and our channel. Of course, if you're new to the channel and you haven't done it already, please consider subscribing by clicking the big red button. And don't forget the bell to stay up with all of our content here on Virtual Strangers. Of course, for those of you who have already subscribed, as we mentioned earlier, if you'd like to do a little something extra, uh, you can do so by supporting us on Patreon, where for as little as $3 per month, you can gain access to my weekly show notes, uh, the occasional insider update, and the even more occasional, always awesome money show, which we have full intentions on going live with in just a few hours. So, uh, you guys are not going to want to miss it. Be sure to uh, go to our Patreon link down below and sign up while there's still time. Yeah. Uh, of course, for those of you who don't want the show to end, who hates saying goodbye, well, you don't have to say goodbye, friends. You, we're going home, but Mikasa, Zukasa, friends, 
and uh, we live on the Discord. There's an invitation just for you down in the description below. And all you got to do is click on that and you will be whisked away to a magical land where Roots and Weasel and Scion and the whole chat is available at your fingertips 24-7. So uh, be sure to click that invitation down below and come and join the family. Yeah, come home. Think about it like this, you know, like you're... Uh one of my favorite parts of watching live streams is the chat right well now you got chat all day long and uh you can't get away from it bro well you can if you want just mute it andy mcavoy says money 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 mm -hmm. money money show coming soon that's right anyway if we're gonna have a money show i gotta get a break and uh get a nap in because i gotta work tonight so uh with that said, friends, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching for Roots. I'm Wes. We'll see you Wednesday-ish, Thursday night-ish, late night. Anyway, God, Roots, what a show, by the way, we got coming on Wednesday. What do we got? We got uh, we got Demio. We've got the Wizards Dark Times. We've got Layers of Fear for PlayStation VR. We've got Star Wars Pinball. And God knows what else is going to pop up between now and then. Dude, it's it's jam-packed. Well, it's going to be a jam-packed, fun time, and I can't wait to talk, to talk about Demio. Or Demio. Anyway, or Demio. with that said, friends, thanks again. We'll see you Wednesday.